With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. From the era that brought you names like Chamberlain, Russell, and West. Chamberlain, he's got it! Jerry West made it from the other side of the mid-court strike! To the glory days of Magic and Kareem. Jabbar is on the brink of an NBA all-time record. From a time where last-second shots were expected. Here comes Kobe. From way outside. Got it! Oh, man! Gets it to LeBron. For three for the win! Yes! LeBron James! And rings were handed out like candy. Here's Jordan! It's Duncan Dynasty. With your host, Garrett Bougay. And it starts right now. Welcome to another episode of Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bougay. Thank you so much for joining me. And tonight, I've got some live play-by-play coverage for you of Game 2 between the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets. Denver, of course, the two-seed with home court advantage in this series. Portland, the three-seed. Denver knocking off the San Antonio Spurs in seven games in the first round. And Portland dispatched the Oklahoma City Thunder in five in their 3-6 bout. Uh, But in this 2-3 matchup, it's going to be a lot of offense. That first game was a ton of offense. The Nuggets ended up winning that one 121-113. Uh, I I expect this whole series to very much be an offensive affair. Neither team has a lot of answers for the other opponent's strengths. You know, with with Jokic inside for Denver, Portland with with Cantor, and uh, without, of course, uh, their starting center, Yusuf Nurkic, they don't have a lot of defense in in the interior, and Jokic just uh, absolutely had his way in Game 1. He went for 37 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists on 11 of 18 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, and 12 of 12 from the free throw line. And, uh, you know, on the other end, you know, the Nuggets don't have a lot of answers for Damian Lillard and his perimeter play. You know, the the Nuggets don't have uh, that elite wing defender, that perimeter stopper. Uh, and, you know, I think that's also one of the uh, the weaknesses of Jokic's defensive game is defending out uh, on the perimeter. So uh, it's going to be another offensive affair, I would imagine, in Game 2. It'll be interesting to see what sort of adjustments Portland makes in this one. But uh, we're about to get uh, started here. The starting lineups for the Nuggets, it's Jamal Murray and Gary Harris in the backcourt. In the front, in the, for the forwards, it's uh, Paul Millsap and uh, Torrey Craig in the center, Nikola Jokic. For the Blazers, it's Enos Cantor at center. At the forwards, it's Mo Harkless 
and Al Farouk Amino in at the guards. It's Lillard and McCullum. The Portland Trailblazers get this one started going from right to left in this opening quarter wearing their all-red road uniforms. And they throw it inside to Cantor on the first possession on the right block. He backs down, turns over the left shoulder, and hits the jump hook. And the Blazers get started with a 2-0 lead. The Nuggets wearing their all-white home uniforms. Murray with the basketball, guarded by Harkless, throws it left side to Millsap. Millsap, guarded by Aminu, throws it to the block to Jokic. Jokic, guarded by Cantor, throws it cross-court. Gary Harris fakes the three up top to Murray. He fakes the three, drives in, and is bumped. That's going to be on Mo Harkless. That's his first and the first foul of the ball game. Cantor had an excellent offensive game in that game one, going 11 of 14 from the field, but uh, the Blazers absolutely could not get any stops while he was on the floor. Jokic dribbling the ball at the top, hands it off to Gary Harris on the left side. He'll drive right, throws it right wing. Murray, he tries to throw it cross court to Millsap, but Aminu deflects it out of bounds. It will remain with the Nuggets with six on the shot clock. 11.15 to go in this opening quarter. The Blazers lead it 2-0. Denver with possession, going from left to right in the opening period. Here's Murray on the left side. Crosses over, step back three from the wing, and he knocks it down. Jamal Murray hit a bunch of those really tough shots in game one, and he gets off to a good start here and gives Denver a 3-2 lead. Lillard with a basketball on the left wing, guarded by Torrey Craig. Dribbling with his right hand now, picks up his dribble. Throws it inside to Cantor on the block. He'll drive baseline. Gets double teamed. Loses it. Actually, looked like he touched it out of bounds. It will remain with the Blazers here with nine on the shot clock. Millsap able to to come over along the baseline and double team Cantor as he tried to drive to the hoop. It's out of bounds. The ball will be inbounded by Lillard into the left corner to Harkless. He'll drive into the paint. Past Jokic puts up the layup. No. Ball tipped out. And it will be attempted to be saved by Harkless. And it's out of bounds as Harkless runs over the referee as well. I think both guys are okay. It'll be Denver basketball. Jokic will embat it on the uh, the far sideline. And actually, it looks like maybe we have a, a bit of a spilled beverage there as a couple of players and the ref got into the stands. A man in the front row was holding a beer. So the... Uh The Denver uh, floor crew taking care of it here. uh, Again, 10.44 left to go in this opening quarter. Denver Nuggets with that Jamal Murray three taking a 3-2 lead. They've got the basketball now. We're back underway. Murray gets a screen from Jokic at the top. Tries to throw the uh, pocket pass, but the ball is kicked, and it will be out of bounds to the Nuggets. Harkless got his foot in there. Ball inbounded to Murray. Murray will get a screen from Jokic. Driving right, another pocket pass. Jokic picks it up, throws it into the left corner. That's a Gary Harris three. That one rattles out. Rebound by Harkless. He'll get it to Lillard. Lillard will push the tempo, gets to the left wing. Guarded by Craig. He'll step back from there for three. That one's no good. Ball tipped out. Harris with a two-on-two. Gets all the way to the bucket, lays it up, and gets the roll. Transition opportunity there. The Nuggets taking advantage, and they take a 5-2 lead. Or, excuse me, McCollum throws it inside to Cantor. He'll back down on Jokic on the left block. Spins baseline, tries to put up a scoop shot, can't get it to go, but Aminu picks up the rebound. He'll attack Millsap in the paint. He turns over the left shoulder, puts it up and in off the glass. Aminu didn't have a very impressive game one, getting off to a decent start here. Here's Harris with the ball at the top, gets a screen from Millsap, line to the lane, all the way to the hoop, and lays it up and in. Gary Harris with a couple of buckets in the early going, and Denver leads it 7-4 to four as we approach the 9.5-minute mark of this opening period.
Lillard hands it to McCullum, right back to Lillard. Now he tries to find McCullum off the curl on the other side, and the ball's deflected out of bounds. Jokic getting his hands up and knocking that one out of play. 12 on the shot clock. Portland will embat it on the far sideline. Harkless will trigger it, guarded by Murray. He'll get into McCollum. McCollum dribbling left towards the top, now to the left wing. Now left of the lane, fade away along the baseline, off the back of the rim, no good. Harkless got his hands on it, but he couldn't haul it in. Jokic gets it to Murray. Murray will push it up the left side. Now we'll pull it back momentarily. Guarded by Harkless. He'll throw it on the block to Millsap. Faces up against Aminu. He'll drive baseline, step back, jumper. That one's an air ball. Fight for the rebound, picked up by Cantor. He'll get it to Lillard, who will jog it into the front court. Guarded by Craig. He'll get a screen from Cantor. Drives right. Now finds Cantor down the lane. Gets double teamed. Finds McCollum. Left corner three. No good. Rebound by Gary Harris. Harris throws it right side to Murray. Murray guarded by Harkless. He'll get a screen from Jokic. Tries to find Jokic on the pop, and Harkless got his hand in there and stole it. He'll hand it to Lillard. Lillard now on the left wing. Gets a screen from Cantor. Drives right to the free throw line. Step back from there. That one's off the back of the rim. No good. And Jokic will let that one fall out of bounds. And he'll trigger it from the uh, near side in the backcourt. Good D on that last possession by Harkless. He contested Murray's shot. And then Murray tried to change his mind and, and throw it back to Jokic. But Harkless got his hand on it. Ball thrown inside on the right block to Jokic. He gets along the baseline. Has the ball poked away. It'll be out of bounds. 11 on the shot clock. 8-18 on the game clock. Denver 7, Portland 4. As the Nuggets will inbound it. It'll be uh, Jamal Murray getting it in on the near baseline. Guarded by Harkless. He'll throw it into the corner to Millsap. He fakes the three. Now will drive left. Gets into the paint but has the ball ripped out of his hands. It will be a jump ball as uh, Aminu able to get both of his paws on that one. And with seven on the shot clock for the Nuggets, it'll be Millsap and Aminu on this jump. As I mentioned in the uh, in the early going, the the game one was uh, was quite the offensive affair. Neither team could really get any stops. It'll be interesting to see if uh, any adjustments are made to to make this more of a uh, defensive affair. As Jokic off of the jump ball finds a cutting Craig along the baseline, and Craig is fouled, and he'll go to the free throw line. Millsap got that uh, that jump ball to Jokic right around the, the top of the key. And uh, Craig able to beat Lillard on a backdoor cut, and Jokic found him. Jokic, obviously, uh, the best bas- passing big man in the NBA and potentially the best passing big of all time. He is, uh, you know, if, if he's got a teammate making a cut for him, he will find him, even if there's only a what appears to be a, a, a small window. Craig hits the first. The second free throw rattles out. Fight for the rebound. Picked up by Harkless. Harkless will throw it to McCollum, who will dribble into the front court. Gets a double screen at the top. Crosses over. Gets left of the lane. Up top, Aminu left wing three. That one's good. Al Farouk Aminu with a couple of buckets. And the Denver lead is down to one. 7.52 to go in this first. Here's Jokic, hands it off to Murray at the top. He'll drive to the right elbow. Back to Jokic on the pick and pop. He'll drive left, fakes the handoff, gets baseline, throws into the corner to Craig, up to the right wing to Murray. Murray crosses over on Harkless, gets into the paint, puts it up, no. Millsap with the offensive rebound. Fires it out to Gary Harris, left wing. Fakes the three, dribbles left. Has Harkless fly by and then puts up the 18-footer and gets it to go. Good patience there from Harris. Harkless went for the, the shot block. 
Here's McCollum on the left wing. Gets a screen from Cantor. Beautiful pocket pass back to Cantor, and he puts up a right-handed shot off the glass on the left side of the floor. And the lead back down to one, 10 to 9. Harris dribbling the ball on the left wing. Goes behind the back, gets baseline. A little pocket pass to Jokic. His floater, no good. Rebound Aminu. He'll get it to McCollum. McCollum dribbling down the right sideline. Pulls up for a right wing three. That's good. C.J. McCollum gives the Blazers a 12-10 lead with 6.50 to go in this opening quarter. McCollum with a couple of great plays on back-to-back offensive possessions. Murray throws it right side to Millsap. Over to the left to Jokic. Jokic pressured by Cantor. Fires it right wing to Murray. His three's no good. He tries to poke the ball away from Cantor, but Cantor picks it back up. Fires it over to McCollum. McCollum now on the right side once again. Guarded by Harris, drives to the free throw line, kicks it out to Cantor, up top to Lillard. Lillard guarded by Craig, gets a screen from Cantor, gets to the free throw line, step back on the left elbow, and he nailed it. Damian Lillard giving the Blazers a 14-10 edge. I believe this is a 7-0 run for Portland. Here's Craig with the ball on the right wing, throwing inside to Millsap. Millsap backing down on Aminu, spins baseline, finds Gary Harris, wide open left corner. That one rattles out, hit every part of the rim. Rebound Cantor, he'll hand it to Lillard. Lillard getting it into the front court, gets a double screen at the top. Gets to the free throw line, tries to find Cantor on the roll, and the ball is deflected by Millsap out of bounds. It will remain with the Blazers with 15 on the shot clock, and we will have a timeout there. So the score with 5.48 to go in the opening period, it's Portland 14 and Denver 10. Thanks again for tuning in. I am Garrett Bouguet, and this is Duncan Dynasty. If you haven't heard the, uh, the podcast before, I've, uh, I, I do an episode just about every week. And uh, for uh, the good portion of the playoffs, I'll be doing a lot of these live play-by-play broadcasts where I give you more of a, a, a radio play-by-play and uh, also try to uh, give my thoughts on not only uh, this series going on, but uh, some of the other series going on around the NBA. Of course, we're into the uh, the second round of the NBA playoffs at this stage, and a lot of really intriguing series going on. So I will uh, I will give you my thoughts on all of those as uh, as the night progresses. But uh, speaking to this series, of course, I mentioned Denver getting off to a 1-0 series lead with their 121-113 win in Game One of these West semis. And uh, as I mentioned, a lot of it was Nikola Jokic just having a brilliant game. But they got good production all over the floor. I think Paul Millsap is an interesting player in this series. You know, not only because uh, against San Antonio, he had a big role defending the likes of LaMarcus Aldridge and and did a really good job at times in, in that matchup. But his defense isn't as valuable in this series just because the Blazers, you know, get a lot of their scoring from uh, you know, the likes of Lillard, McCollum, and Cantor, which, you know, it's the backcourt and the center positions, which Millsap typically plays the four for Denver. So uh, he doesn't have anybody that uh, is, is a real weapon. He can do a little bit more of that uh, roaming and, and, and being a help side guy. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think the thing with Millsap, which makes his presence in this series interesting, is on the other end of the floor, offensively, you know, he, he wasn't that productive against San Antonio for a good chunk of that series. But in this series, I think he's got, typically he's got a mismatch in the post. Uh, you know, the Blazers play basically two small forwards at, at the front, at the forward spots and don't really play a traditional power forward, as a lot of teams are doing, you know, now in the NBA. A lot of teams are going to more wings at that four spot. 
But uh, Millsap has that uh, that size and and uh, post skill advantage over the likes of Al Farouk Aminu and Mo Harkless. And there were minutes, uh, which this is a, an adjustment I think Terry Stotts has got to make in this game too. There were some minutes in that game one where, uh, with some of those reserve units, he had the likes of Evan Turner playing the four, and Millsap was able to attack him pretty effectively. Turner did have one play where he was able to get a block, but for the most part, I think Millsap will be able to feast on that sort of a matchup. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see none of that tonight in terms of Portland going super small, especially when you you know, you know you talk about a guy like Myers Leonard that can go out there on the floor and, and be a big presence on the interior. You know, he's not a good defender, but he is a big body. He is long. Uh, and then, you know, he also can can stretch the floor and, and shoot the three ball. So I expect Portland to stay a little bit bigger. And I, I thought Zach Collins was actually pretty decent in that game one. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him play a little bit more as well. Uh, you know, Collins in that game one played 19 minutes. Wouldn't be surprised if that's into the mid-20s tonight. Especially, you know, with uh, Enos Cantor suffering from that uh, shoulder injury. It'll be interesting to see how many minutes he can go. Uh, on on shorter rest as coming out of the timeout it's an Aminu three from the right wing that one's no good rebound Jokic he'll kick it to Murray he'll pull up from a right from the right side and shoot the three that one's short rebound Harkless Harkless hands it to Lillard Lillard dribbling on the left side gets a screen from Cantor now will cross back over gets left of the lane into the paint now kicks it out Harkless top of the key three he knocks it down and the Blazers all of a sudden have a seven point lead it's 17 to 10 with 5.15 to go in the first. Portland 3 of 6 from downtown in the early going. Jokic finds Torrey Craig cutting inside. Lillard went for the steal, wasn't able to get it, and that left Craig wide open for a right-hand flush. 17-12 to 12 now, Denver trailing by 5. Lillard with the basketball at the top, guarded by Craig. Dribbling with his right hand, throws it inside to Harkless. Harkless guarded by Murray. Harkless now facing up. Backing in, goes right past Murray and flushes it home with two hands. Just too much power there. Murray, uh, not much resistance on that post play. Jokic dribbling on the right side, looking inside for Millsap, now throws it up top to Murray. 15-4 run for the Blazers. Murray gets a screen, pocket patch to Jokic. Jokic left corner, Gary Harris three, that's short. But he finds his own rebound and he is fouled. Actually, no, we've got a, uh, we've got a call and it looks like it's going to be a foul on Denver. So I've got the uh, the volume turned off, of course, on my TV, so I can uh, you know do this broadcast without any interruptions. It looks like they're they're focusing in on Millsap with a potential off ball foul there. I didn't catch that, but nonetheless, Portland with the basketball, leading 19 to 12. Lillard on the left wing, looking inside for Harkless. They're going to try to attack this Murray matchup once again. Harkless throws it right side. Amino he drives in, kicks it to Lillard on the left. Lillard guarded by. Craig, he'll drive into the paint, gets all the way to the bucket, has his shot deflected, rebound Cantor, he kicks it out, one on the shot clock, Aminu will fire a three ball, and that is well short, that will be a shot clock violation. Stotts thought there might have been a foul on the inside on that Lillard layup attempt. As we're seeing the replay, and he definitely got fouled, (laughs) Jokic wrapping him up on the uh, the right arm as he went to do that. Jokic trying to go for the strip. Here's Malik Beasley, who just checked in for Denver, dribbling at the top, guarded by Lillard, throws it left wing to Millsap, gets a screen from Jokic. Now isolating against Cantor, drives baseline, loses the basketball. Picked up by Jokic, though, he finds Murray at the top. Murray drives to the free throw line, left wing, Malik Beasley three. That rattles out. The Nuggets have had a couple of threes go in and out 
a little bit unlucky here in the early going. Here's McCullum with the basketball, gets a screen from Cantor, now dribbling at the top. Sidestep jumper from 18, he nails it. C.J. McCullum off to a hot start in this one, and the Blazers lead it by nine here, 21 to 12. Here's Harris with a basketball, fires a pocket pass to Jokic. He'll now back down on the right side. He'll throw it left corner. Millsap three ball is good. Jokic's threat on the block forced the defense to come in a little bit. He's able to find Millsap for that open three. And now it's Portland 21, Denver 15 as we approach the three-minute mark of this opening quarter. Lillard on the left wing will drive baseline, gets all the way to the bucket, out to Harkless, up top. McCullum three, that one's no good. Cantor gets the board, puts it back up over Jokic and in, plus the foul. Enos Cantor continuing his stellar play, at least on the offensive end of the floor, here in game two. I mentioned he was 11 of 14 in that game one, and he's already got a couple of hoops inside. And the Blazers lead it 23 to 15 with 2.53 to go in the first, and we've got another timeout. So looking at uh, some of the numbers in the early going, Portland, 10 of 19 from the field for 52.6%. 3 of 8 from downtown, still haven't gotten to the free throw line, but uh, Cantor leading the way with 6 points and 4 rebounds. A real balanced uh, distribution of the scoring so far. Lillard with just 2, and he's the lowest scorer on that starting 5, but McCollum already has a couple of baskets, including a 3 Harkless and Aminu both have knocked down threes. They've got they each have five. So uh, the the Portland starting lineup, you know, uh, mixing it up and uh, um, keeping the Nuggets defense off balance, not letting anybody uh, just focus in on on Lillard or McCollum. They they've done a good job of attacking. They've they've tried to attack uh, you know um, Jamal Murray on the block a couple of times, which is an interesting strategy. Of course, Murray a little bit slight uh, at that point guard position. For the Nuggets, Gary Harris with uh, six points on three of six from the field. The Nuggets, though, struggling shooting, just six of 16 for 37.5% here. Two for eight from downtown and one of two from the free throw line. Millsap and Craig both have uh, three points. And uh, Jokic still uh, not on the score sheet, but he does have four rebounds and two assists. But, you know... These are uh, these are sort of the thing. The you know when you talk about an offensive series, just not knocking down some open looks could be a factor in deciding some of these games. You know, Denver had some struggles at times in that San Antonio series, just knocking down open looks. You know, for a good chunk of those first couple of games, Jokic did a great job of of not forcing anything and and finding the shooters when he got double teamed, and uh, you know they just struggled to make shots. And, uh, you know, in this game, they've gotten some good looks. Gary Harris got a wide-open three in the left corner that, that rattled out. Uh, they, they've had a couple, of, uh, a couple of shots just rim in and out. Jamal Murray, uh, one for four from the field, and he's kind of been, you know, that X factor for Denver. Of course, he's a very young player, Jamal Murray, very talented player at that. But uh, he's been inconsistent in these playoffs. When he's played well, they've typically won, and when he's played poorly, they've typically, uh, you know, come up on the short end of the result, but uh, in this game, off to a, a little bit of a struggle uh, to start, but he's another guy that, you know, you could he could be one for ten, and then in the fourth quarter, uh, like in that, uh, that game two against San Antonio, he was shooting horribly for three quarters, and then uh, shot eight for eight, I believe, in that final period, so he's a guy that, that can catch fire at any moment, 
But I think the the bench lineups are going to be interesting as well. You know, Malik Beasley came in and, and gave the Nuggets some some nice minutes, as well as uh, Monte Morris. Uh, both of those guys came in and, and, and produced some offense for uh, for the Denver Nuggets. And uh, the the Blazers bench not quite as deep, especially you know after that Nurkic injury. They would have uh, you know with with Cantor off the bench, that would have been a really nice offensive uh, sub. But but now they have to rely on the likes of of Myers Leonard and Zach Collins, who are both, uh, you know, pretty inconsistent players and limited players at that, you know, Collins just being uh, pretty slight for, for the center position. There's no way he can deal with Jokic down low. And of course, Leonard, not a great lateral mover and uh, can't do much on offense besides just shoot the three ball. As uh, Cantor coming out of the timeout knocks down the free throw and uh, the, the Nuggets have the basketball going from left to right. Monte Morris gets a screen from Plumley, throws it onto the right block to Jokic. Jokic backing down, gets double teamed up top. Harris swings the ball, and here is Malik Beasley with a right corner three, and he hits a good ball movement there from the Nuggets as uh, they got the double team off of the Jokic post up and then swung the basketball and got the open three. 24-18, Portland leads by six. Lillard throws into the block to Harkless, guarded by Beasley. He'll spin baseline, kicks it out Collins. Collins tries to find Cantor, ball poked away, but it somehow is, still finds its way to Cantor, and he lays it up and in off the glass on the right side. It's Malik Beasley and Monte Morris in the backcourt for the Nuggets. It's Jokic and Plumley uh, at the big spots, and Gary Harris. For the, the Blazers, it's Cantor and Collins, Harkless, Lillard, and McCullum. Here's Jokic on the block, eight on the shot clock, backing down on Cantor, has the ball poked away, and McCollum picks it up and throws it off the chest of Jokic, and out of bounds, it will go to the Blazers. Good smart play there from uh, from McCollum. Blazers getting off to the start that you would hope for, leading by eight, as uh, Seth Curry just checking in now for, for Portland. As uh, Lillard hands it off to, and Rodney Hood as well coming in. Here's uh, Aminu throwing it into Collins. Collins hands it off to Lillard. Lillard on the left elbow. He'll throw it into the block to Collins. Collins faking up on, facing up on Jokic. He'll spin baseline, puts it up. No. And it looks like we had a, uh, I believe it's going to be called a travel on Zach Collins. So that'll be a turnover. The ball will go back to the Nuggets. Torrey Craig checking back in for Denver. And uh, Jokic will take a rest. Morris gets a screen from Plumley, dribbles over to the left to the right wing, up top to Craig, hands it off to Beasley. Back to Morris. Morris goes behind the back, gets a screen from Plumley, right of the lane, up top to Beasley. Beasley step back three over Seth Curry, and he nailed it. Malik Beasley with back-to-back threes and giving breathing some life into the Denver offense. It's 26-21. Portland leads by five as we've got a minute left in this first. Here's Lillard with the basketball, dribbling with his right hand towards the top, guarded by Craig, throws it left wing to Curry. Curry on the block to Aminu. He drives baseline on Beasley. Beautiful shot fake, but has the has his shot blocked from behind by uh, Mason Plumley. Plumley coming over to contest as Aminu able to get Beasley under the basket. So Portland will uh, will inbound it on the uh, the near baseline here with just 4.8 on the shot clock, 48.3 on the game clock. Lillard will inbound it to Turner. Turner backing down on Will Barton. Will fade away. Barton got a piece of it. Picked up by Plumley. Plumley will push it down himself. Hands it off to Beasley. 
Beasley gets a screen from Plumley, dribbles over to the left wing, back to Plumley. He drives to the line, to the lane, gets in, right-handed jump hook over Collins, and he knocked it down. 33.1 to go on the game clock, a good two-for-one there as well for the Nuggets, and they now trail by just three. Lillard walks it into the front court, guarded by Craig. He's dribbling, uh, going crossover right around half court at the Denver logo, awaiting a screen from Collins now, eight on the shot clock, gets it. Driving right of the lane. Gets all the way to the bucket. Reverses with the left hand and in. 13.3 on the game clock. And Portland extends its lead back up to five. It's 28-23. Denver will get the last shot here. Here's Beasley with the ball. Gets a screen from Plumley. Gets to the free throw line and he is fouled. As uh, Curry held on to uh, Morris. As uh, Morris was uh, getting past him there on that pick and roll. And I believe Portland did have a foul to give. So Denver will inbound it with 4.5 to go on the game clock here in this opening quarter. Beasley will inbound it on the uh, the far sideline, guarded by Seth Curry. He'll throw it into Morris. Morris on the left wing gets into the paint. Fall away, and Lillard able to block it. Curry gets a shot off at the buzzer, and it's well short. And that will be the end of the first. With the score, the Portland Trailblazers, 28 the Denver Nuggets, 23. So yeah, the series is uh, you know is going to be very interesting. Of course, uh, already the the Blazers have done a better job on the defensive end than any of the four quarters in Game One. Uh, in, in Game One, Denver scored 32 in the first, 26 in the second, 35 in the third, and 28 in the fourth. So uh, allowing just 23. Uh, for that Blazers defense uh, doing a pretty good job and, and giving them an opportunity to, to hopefully compete in this ball game. Of course, going down 2-0 in a best-of-seven series, despite the fact that Portland will have three of the uh, the next four games at home. Uh, that That is a, a very tough deficit to overcome. You know, going down 0-2, you have to win four of the remaining five games, which is a tall task. Against any team, really, but especially against you know the elite of the the elite, which we're getting to here with the uh, the second round of the uh, the NBA playoffs. But uh, yeah, certainly one of the adjustments I've seen that the Blazers have made is is they're uh, they're slowing the the play down a little bit, uh, looking to get the ball into the post and get to the free throw line. They they've found Harkless, they've found Aminu, they've tried to attack the smaller Denver defenders with their size in that front court. Uh, and uh, you know Cantor again having a, you know a terrific start to this ball game on the offensive end nine points and five rebounds on four of five shooting and uh, Lillard and McCullum just one for four from the three point line for the two of them but uh, you know still uh, you know not forcing anything taking good uh, good shots and and uh, you know keeping everybody else involved in the offense here in the early going so good start for the Blazers. Uh, certainly, um, you know, one of the things I thought also was interesting from a Denver perspective is just the uh, the, the minute distribution. Uh, Millsap just playing 28 minutes. Now, he did have four fouls, and, and Malone has been kind of a stickler for uh, if a guy gets in foul trouble, he comes out immediately. But uh, I feel like Millsap should be more in the mid-30s minute totals. Uh, he's, uh, you know, one of Denver's best players, and I think he's 
a really good offensive player in this series. I think that's that's why I'm pretty confident Denver's going to be able to score well in this whole series, is not only do they have Jokic, which I don't think Portland has much of a matchup for, but I think Millsap is another guy that Portland really will struggle to defend, and if those two guys can consistently score inside, create double teams, that's going to lead to open threes, and you know the, the kind of threes that you expect good shooters to knock down because... Uh, you know, it's that inside-out play or the, the, the pass is coming from the inside. The, sh- the shooter feels good. He's anticipating. He's ready for it. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're, they're relatively open as well. So Portland will have to, to, uh, to, to make some adjustments to try to, to slow down the Nuggets, and perhaps just making this a slower-paced game might, uh, might be to their advantage and, and hope that Denver doesn't, just doesn't shoot as well. Uh, would be another big uh, big boost for for the Blazers as uh, we're we're just about ready to to get back underway here in this second quarter. But Denver's home court advantage is so massive as well. Even though they lost that game one to San Antonio, they were able to win games two, five, and seven on their home floor in that series. And uh, in the regular season, I believe they went thirty-two and nine. So you know, with the high altitude, Denver certainly a team that that plays really well at home. And the first possession out of the timeout, Monte Morris goes up to the rim, and Zach Collins with verticality able to stop him. And back comes Portland with Rodney Hood. He steps back on Plumlee at the free throw line, shot fake, and draws Plumlee off his feet and will draw the foul. Rodney Hood was another guy that uh, you know had a pretty, pretty solid performance in his 18 minutes, shot 5 of 10 from the field, including 3 of 4 from downtown, also got to the free throw line for for four attempts and knocked down all of them for a solid 17 points. And you know the the, the Blazers will need a, a fourth guy outside of the likes of Cantor, Lillard, and McCollum to step up and score points in this series. And, and Hood did that really well in in Game One as he uh, as he knocks down the first free throw. Second one is up and off the back of the rim, but Collins able to tip it out. Turner gets it over to Lillard. Lillard finds Collins inside and he slams it home for two. And a very quick timeout by Mike Malone as Torrey Craig is on the ground and and, and not moving, really. He's uh, what appears to be holding his face. I, I, I didn't catch what happened there. But uh, Malone taking a quick timeout, probably in, in part because uh, he didn't like how his team started that second quarter, but also the uh, just the fact that uh, Craig was, was clearly... Uh, hurt there and uh, needs some time to recover. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. But uh, talking about the other Western Conference first round series, of course, between the, the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors, the Warriors getting off to a 2 nothing lead in that series. And, and I picked the Warriors to win that series in seven games. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to question whether the series will last that long. Uh, Houston certainly competed in, in both of the games and, and really should have come away with one of them. You know, in game one, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about the, the refereeing. And, of course, there uh, I believe that there were, uh, you know, three at least three missed calls on Clay Thompson alone fouling James Harden on, on, the, uh, on the step back three. Landing in his, uh, you know, Clay Thompson jumping forward and, and getting into Harden's landing area, and the best way to tell for me is, you know, if there's contact in the waist, upper body area, uh, or even the thigh area, 
of the shooter, that typically means that the uh, the defensive player is is, is getting too close and, and getting too much into their airspace and that landing zone. You know, of course, Harden does uh, does a little bit of flopping, a little bit of accentuating the contact, a little bit of you know kicking the legs out to to try to draw that contact. Uh, but again, it, you know that that last shot in which uh, he shot over Draymond Green in that game one, which would would have potentially tied the game. Uh, you know, there was talks that maybe that was a foul, and, and the NBA ruled it wasn't. And and that was one where the contact that happened was literally just on Harden's lower leg, uh, you know, below the knee. And that's where him sticking his leg out mattered, and Draymond actually wasn't in the landing zone. He was just in the area where Harden extended uh, that landing zone because of just kicking his leg out in an unnatural way. Uh, but those clay ones, Harden, you know, jumped straight forward, and you know the the first two he didn't even stick his legs out and clay jumped into that landing zone and you see there's a there's contact in that hip thigh area and the third one even though harden did stick his legs out there's still contact in the thigh zone of harden and again that's that's an indicator that that thompson is getting a little bit too close uh but you know that you know the the rockets do have a right to feel a little bit uh aggrieved at the at the fact that the the referees didn't call any of those and it ended up being such a close game that that could have been a a a factor now of course there were some calls that went against the warriors um you know i haven't seen any uh anybody go back and and look at actually all of those calls in that game and determine how much of a disadvantage the 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 rockets got in that in that game based on the officials uh decisions but I, I do think that it uh, it certainly cost them a few points. It also cost them, uh, you know, oh, as, as we're coming back from commercial, it does look as if Torrey Craig took a big shot to the face and uh, there definitely drew some blood. Oh, yeah, on that free throw rebound, Craig getting whacked by uh, Zach Collins as he got that offensive rebound. I'll talk a little bit more about the, uh, the, the Rockets Warriors at the next time out. But uh, here is Morris with the basketball for the Nuggets. Nuggets going from left to right here in the second quarter. Here's Malik Beasley getting a handoff from Plumley. He takes a 15-footer pull-up from along the left baseline, and he knocks it down. And the lead now for the Blazers down to six. Here's Collins dribbling the basketball at the top, dribbles left, hands it off to Curry. Curry getting double-teamed, now picks up his dribble, throws it left side. Turner onto the block to Collins. Collins facing up on Plumley, spins into the middle of the paint and puts it up with the right hand. Beautiful one dribble move towards the baseline, then spun, and uh, he was able to beat Plumley to the spot. Plumley now dribbling the basketball on the right elbow, hands it off to Morris. Left wing, Will Barton three. That one's no good. Plumley fighting for the rebound, can't pull it down. Picked up by Collins. He'll get it to Hood. Hood dribbles up to the left wing, gets a screen, pulls up at the free throw line, and gets the roll. Rodney Hood. Again, showing some uh, some offensive prowess here in the second quarter, and the Blazers lead up to 10. Beasley on the right wing throws it to Plumley. Plumley facing up on Collins. Now will back down. Curry double teams him. Plumley finds Monte Morris left corner three. No good. Another wide open look for the Nuggets. They're not able to convert. Here's McCullum dribbling on the left wing. Drives baseline. Fade away. 15-footer. No good. Rebound Barton. Barton throws it left side to Monte Morris. Morris gets into the paint, kicks it out. Barton. Barton fakes the three, drives left, cut off by Turner. Now dribbling with his left hand. Finds Plumley at the free throw line. He puts a push shot up from there. No good. A rebound by McCollum. McCollum will push it. Going one on three. Gets past Plumley, but can't finish the slam. And we've got a foul on the floor on the rebound. It looks like it's going to be against the Nuggets. 
As uh, bad news for for Denver is, yeah, that was quite the shot. It looked like it was, uh, you know, Torrey Craig on that replay got hit with uh, with Zach Collins' right elbow right in the noggin, and uh, of course there was a lot of blood there. He was taken to the locker room, I believe. So hopefully he's all right and he can come back into this game. That'll be a bit a bit of a blow, of course. Uh, Craig being the uh, the game three adjustment and coming in as a starter made a big impact for uh, for the Nuggets in that first round series. As uh, the shot from uh, McCullum at the free throw line rolls off the rim, picked up by Barton. Barton dribbling right, fires it back to Jokic at the free throw line. Jokic dribbling with left hand or right hand, hands it off to Beasley. Beasley at the top, guarded by Hood, drives left, gets to the free throw line, kicks out. Jokic fakes the three, gets all the way to the bucket, puts it up with the left hand and in. Beautiful move there as Collins tried to contest him at the rim, but Jokic able to just uh, hesitate and then put it up with the left hand around the side of Collins. 35-27, Portland leading by eight as we approach the nine-minute mark of the second. Here's Lillard, or excuse me, McCollum getting in the paint, finds Collins under the hoop with a beautiful bounce pass, and Collins able to put it up and in. Portland 37, Denver 27. Here's Barton up top to Jokic. Jokic dribbling his right hand, hands it off to Morris. Morris now will get drive right of the lane, gets to the baseline, finds Jokic on the right elbow. Jokic facing up on Collins, finds Beasley left corner wide open. Another miss for the Nuggets on a really good look. That has been the story here so far in the first half. Turner throws it left corner to Curry. Curry gets a screen from Collins, pulls up from the left elbow. That one's off the back of the rim, no good. Rebound to Jokic. Jokic will jog into the front court, dribbles over the right wing, fakes the handoff, gets all the way under the basket, and Collins gave him a forearm shiver. And that will be a foul, and Denver will inbound it with 18 on the shot clock. The Nuggets, yes, uh, you know, Jokic making a couple of brilliant passes here in the first half, leading to wide-open shots, and, and the Nuggets just simply have not hit those open looks. As a Harkless checking back into the ball game for the Blazers, the Nuggets just four of thirteen from downtown. Ball inbounded to Gary Harris. He drives past Turner, gets all the way to the bucket, and he is fouled. Looks like it's going to be on Turner as he slapped down on the arm. So Gary Harris will get to the free throw line for two. Eight eighteen to go in this opening half. Game two between the Blazers and the Nuggets. Denver leading the series one game to none. Harris at the line, fires up the first, and that one's good. 37 to 28 now. Couple of dribbles, spins the basketball. Harris puts up the second, that one's good as well. So cuts the Portland lead to eight now as Curry will dribble it into the front court. Now on the right wing, throws it up top, Collins. Collins right back to Curry onto the block to Hood, guarded by Murray. Hood facing up with 13 on the shot clock. About 18 feet, drives left, gets all the way to the bucket, a little scoop shot, and gets it to go. The Blazers have really attacked Murray here in this first half, and it's worked out for him so far. And Hood is is off to another great start in this ballgame. Here's Murray gets a screen from Jokic, right elbow, throws it left side, Beasley. He'll drive baseline, gets all the way to the hoop. Beautiful contest on verticality by Collins, and it's picked up by Harkless. Harkless back to Curry, thought about the three, now will drive right. 
Back up top, Collins. Collins back to Curry on the right wing, gets a screen. Curry, pocket pass to Collins, drive to the hoop, throws it cross court. Harkless up top, Hood left wing three, and he nailed it. Rodney Hood absolutely on fire, and the Blazers lead it 42-29. to Murray with the basketball for Denver, throws it left wing to Harris. Harris guarded by Turner, will drive left, gets baseline, picks up his dribble, kicks it out, Murray. Murray up top, Jokic. Jokic will drive right on Collins, and Collins is going to be called for another foul. That's another issue Collins has had uh, in the early going of his career. He's a little bit foul prone. Uh, He gets a little bit handsy on those drives whenever he gets beat. He's already committed a, a couple of fouls here in the early going. Here's Harris dribbling over to the right elbow. Pocket pass to Jokic on the roll. His push shot is good. Such a beautiful shot there from Jokic. So good. So He's got such great touch on those little uh, push shot floater type shots. That one barely moved the net. Here's Turner with the basketball. Throws it left side to Curry. Curry dribbling with his right hand. Throws it into the corner to Harkless. Harkless guarded by Millsap. Back up to Curry. The ball deflected out by Will Barton. It'll be... Blazers basketball with six on the shot clock, 6.40 on the game clock here in the second quarter. 42-31, Blazers lead it by 11. Hood with the basketball near the half-court line, gets a screen from Collins, gets double-teamed momentarily, takes a deep three as the shot clock expired, nearly banked it in, picked up by Barton. Barton will dribble down the right sideline. We'll get to the free-throw line, picks up his dribble, gets double-teamed, finds Jokic, on the right block, facing up from about 17 feet. Now he'll back down on Collins, gets double teamed. Beautiful pass to Millsap, but he bobbled the pass. And it'll be out of bounds to the Blazers. Jokic with a beautiful pass fake. Looked like he was going to throw it up top and then found Millsap wide open. But Millsap just couldn't catch it. Another missed opportunity for the Nuggets on beautiful basketball, beautiful play by Jokic. That's been the the story of these playoffs when his teammates convert on the opportunities that he sets them up on. The Nuggets do well, but when they struggle, not so much. Here's Lillard. Throws it right side to Turner. Turner back to Lillard, left wing. Deep three. That one's short. Rebound Murray. As we hit the halfway point of the second quarter, Murray dribbling at the top. Gets a couple of screens from Jokic. Finds Jokic on the right elbow. Jokic facing up on Collins. Will drive past him. Puts it up with the right hand. No. Fight for the rebound, picked up by Evan Turner. Turner will drive down the left sideline, and he is fouled by Jokic. As Jokic wanted to stop the uh, the transition opportunity, Harkless a little bit hobbled as uh, he's walking gingerly back into the into the front court. So Portland will inbound it on the near sideline. McCollum checking in for Harkless, who again uh, appears to be struggling a little bit, maybe holding his knee. I I can't quite tell, but it looks like the physio for the Blazers taking a look at him. Lillard, Turner, Hood, McCollum, and Collins for the Blazers. Jokic, Murray, Millsap, Beasley, and Harris for Denver as the ball is thrown inside for Evan Turner, and he's able to finish in the interior with a right-handed shot off the glass, and the Blazers lead it by 13. Portland already with 26 points in the paint. We've got another foul off the ball 
Looks like somebody may have uh, gotten a hit on uh, Nikola Jokic. Oh, I see what the, the, the malady is for uh, Mo Harkless. As he came down on the contest of Jokic's layup, uh, he uh, he sprained that right ankle pretty severely there. You could see it turn, and that ankle bone almost hit the floor. That, uh, that one's painful to watch. As uh, Murray with the basketball dribbling left, pulls up from about 18 feet. That one rattles out. That's about three or four I've noticed already here in this first half that have gone halfway down. And then out. Here's Hood on the right side for the Blazers. Beautiful pass fake. Gets to the rim. Can't finish. Was calling for a foul. But here is Gary Harris for the Nuggets. On the left wing. Drives past Turner. Gets all the way under the hoop. Tries to kick it out. But Lillard is in the passing lane. So Lillard now dribbling down to the left wing. Awaiting a screen from Cantor. Beautiful pocket pass. Cantor another push shot. Off the glass. Can't finish. Rebound. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray now on the left wing, guarded by Hood, up top to Jokic. Beautiful backdoor pass, and Murray finishes it with the left hand. And that will lead to a timeout by Terry Stotts and the Blazers. You saw that a lot in that first round series with the, you know Jokic playing against the Spurs. Popovich called a timeout after just about every backdoor play. Uh, you, you just want to, you know, if you can take anything away from Jokic, you want to take away those easy backdoor passes that lead to, you know, wide open lands. Um, and uh, that time, Stott's not happy with his defense. But, you know, he's got to be happy with his team's performance so far, leading it 44-33 to with just 4.41 to go in the first half. But uh, going back to my thoughts on that Houston-Golden State series, of course, I, I was talking about those, uh, those missed calls on, on Clay Thompson. Uh, you know, going out and, and contesting Harden step back threes, and you know when you can, when you as a defender are allowed to contest that aggressively, and you know it's not just about the fact that uh, the the, uh, the shooter might land on your ankle if you land, get in his landing space, but the the closer and more aggressive and, and physical you can be and make contact on jump shooters, the higher you can actually get your hand up to contest those shots. You know, just think about it like this. If uh, if a shooter is in the corner taking a shot and a, a defender is running basically from under the basket straight to the corner to contest, and he's allowed to fall into the shooter uh, after, you know, his contest, he's able to jump really high and, and uh, you know, really potentially block that shot and, and make it a lot more difficult for that shooter to see the rim. Uh, so... It's, it's to the advantage of the defense, not only because the offensive player might get injured, but it makes those shots so much more difficult. And, you know, Harden, this season and last, shot uh, close to 40% on step-back threes. And against the Warriors, so far, in, you know, in the last nine playoff games, he's in the mid-20s in terms of his percent. Now, certainly some of that you got to give credit to, to the Warriors' defense. They do have length. They do have athleticism. And, and good defenders to, to throw at Harden. But at the same time, there, there, there does seem to be a little bit of that, uh, you know, when the playoffs get a little bit further along, the, the referees allow a little bit more, allow the defense to be a little bit more physical. And, uh, you know, on those already high-difficulty shots, uh, allowing the defense to, to get away with, with some potential fouls just makes it that much harder for a guy like Harden to convert on those, those, those step-back threes. But nonetheless, the Warriors won that game one in, in close fashion. Kevin Durant and, and Curry were both, uh, you know, pretty good in that ball game. Game two was a situation where it, that was a game that I thought Houston really should have pulled it out. 
they they actually shot really well as a team from the three-point line, and when they do that, they typically win. But the two factors that really killed them, one being the fact that they turned the ball over a ton and, and the Warriors got a ton of uh, uh, fast-break opportunities, but then the Warriors absolutely dominated the offensive glass. That was something that, that you know you didn't see a lot of last year in the conference finals, the Warriors absolutely dominating. The, the, the biggest offensive rebounding highlights from, from last year's Western Conference Finals that I remember is P.J. Tucker getting in there and getting a lot of second chances for Houston, and you haven't seen nearly as much of that. Certainly Trevor Ariza's absence could play a part in this rebounding discrepancy. You know, the, the Rockets are going smaller and playing Eric Gordon in that three spot instead of Ariza, which, you know, you're sacrificing some, some height and some size there. But uh, certainly the, the Rockets are going to have to clean up the turnovers and the, and, the, and the defensive glass if they want to get back into this series. As we're back here now in, uh, in Denver as a shot from Lillard, taking a three from the top of the key is no good, ripped down by Millsap. He throws it up top to... Beasley, who throws it the left block to Jokic. Jokic backing down, kicks it out. Jamal Murray, left wing three. That rattles out once again, but Beasley flies in for the offensive rebound, finds Murray in the corner. No, Jokic, another offensive board, and he puts it up and in. So three opportunities for the Nuggets there, and they finally get one to go, and the lead is down to nine. Here's McCollum in the left corner, gets a screen from Cantor, throws it right side. Aminu into the corner, Rodney Hood. That one's short. Rebound, Millsap. Millsap throws it up ahead, trying to find Beasley on the fast break, and the pass was well ahead of him, and it goes out of bounds to the Blazers. Beasley jumped over the crowd to uh, to get back, uh, you know, to avoid uh, running into some audience members there. As uh, Harkless going back to the locker room, limping pretty severely there. Bad news for the Blazers. He, of course, is a, a crucial rotation piece, and he was a crucial missing link in that series in which they got swept last year. He came into that series hurt. I believe he missed the first game or two of that series in which the, the Blazers got humiliated by the Pelicans. As Lillard gets into the paint, kicks it right corner to Aminu. He fakes the three. Millsap jumps into him, and that will be a foul on the Nuggets' power forward. But they're going to call it on the floor as uh, Aminu not able to get the second shot up before the contact. He thought he should have been at the line. So the Blazers will inbound at far sideline, leading by nine here. Hood will get it into McCollum. McCollum getting a screen from Cantor. Dribbles left of the lane, gets all the way under the hoop, finds Aminu right corner three. That one's well off the mark. Fight for the rebound, and Gary Harris is going to be called for the foul as Cantor went up for it. Cantor again having an enormous impact on the offensive end and on the glass. And Cantor's presence, you know, has to be, you know, as, as good of an offensive player and rebounder that he is. Uh, as, as the opponent going against him, you've got to make them pay for him being on the floor defensively. He is a very much a minus defender, one of the worst defenders in the NBA. And, and the Thunder especially did not, uh, did not go at him nearly enough in that first round series. And one of the key reasons why they struggled to score despite the fact that I don't think this Portland Trailblazers team, especially without Nurkic, is, uh, is a, even an average defensive group. Here's Murray after Cantor knocking down the free throws. 
Here's uh, Murray throws it to Beasley, left wing, to Jokic at the free throw line to the corner, right corner to Murray. Murray finds Jokic on the block, guarded by Hood, double teamed, kicks it out, Beasley top of the key three, no good, another wide open miss from the Nuggets, and the Blazers lead it by 11. Here's Lillard, gets a screen from Cantor, drives left, gets into the paint, fall away from about 13, no good, rebound Beasley. Beasley will push it for the Nuggets, and he gets tripped up. I believe that's going to be on Aminu. And that will put Beasley at the line, both teams over the limit. But really, the, the biggest difference in this ball game I've seen, of course, Portland trying to slow down the action, try to uh, you know maybe take not as many quick shots, work the, the interior game, and, and get some guys on the block. But uh, you know, the, just the fact that Denver has missed so many great looks is here's a free throw that uh, rattles in and out for Beasley. And you can't really be surprised by this if you have followed the Nuggets so far in the playoffs. They have had some 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 games where you just uh, question what is going on as both free throws missed there from Beasley. So the Blazers maintain their 11-point advantage. Here's Turner at the top, has the ball poked away, able to recover though. Now Beasley out of position. Turner throws it left wing to Aminu, back to Turner, 17-footer. That one is a clank off the backboard. And it's picked up by the Nuggets. Here's Beasley, left wing, drives towards the corner, finds Millsap on the block. Millsap guarded by Aminu. He'll back down. 14 on the shot clock, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Beasley right side to Jokic. Jokic back to the left to Millsap, facing up on Aminu. Six on the shot clock, hands it to Beasley. Pick and roll for Beasley. Beasley pull up 18-footer. No good. Rebound Turner. Turner jogging into the front court, finds Lillard on the cut, gets all the way to the paint, but throws it back out, and it's right to Beasley. Three on two for the Nuggets. Beasley kicks it to Gary Harris. Wide open left wing three. No. Jamal Murray with the rebound. He's got a wide open 13-footer, and he misses. The Nuggets absolutely cannot find a bucket here. And they have put up just 35 points with just a minute 40 to go in the second quarter after putting up 121 in game one. Here's Cantor. Throws it across the paint to Turner, and he puts it in off the glass over Millsap. And the lead has been built to 13 here. Jokic with the ball for Denver. Dribbling with his right hand, hands it to Murray. Murray driving right of the lane. Fade away from 17. That one's well well short. Gets his own rebound. He's wide open right corner. No good. Boy, oh boy, the Nuggets could not ask for better looks here in the second quarter, and they just cannot find anything. Here's Lillard. Gets a screen from Cantor. Gets to the free throw line. Puts it up. No, but he draws the foul. And this cold shooting has really allowed the Blazers, despite the fact that they haven't been that great offensively either, uh, to, to really start to extend this lead. You hate to think that uh, there, there, are, there are you know no adjustments to be made. It's just a matter of knocking down shots. But that does really feel like that's a, a big part of the story here in this first half as Lillard knocks down the first free throw. Monte Morris checking into the ballgame. And he'll sub out Beasley, who has absolutely uh, gone cold. Rodney Hood checking back in for the Blazers. Aminu will will check out. So Lillard has one more at the line. He doesn't take any dribbles while he's at the stripe. Just spins it, puts it up, and in. So Lillard gives the Blazers a 50-35 lead. One minute to go in the first half.
As Murray throws it left wing to Harris, up top to Jokic. Jokic thought about the three drives to the left elbow, finds a cutting Harris along the baseline, kicks it out, Millsap right wing, left side to Jokic. Into the right corner, Monte Morris three. That one's well short. Rebound by McCollum. McCollum will jog it into the front court. 38 on the game clock, 16 on the shot clock. He's calling for an isolation here. Crosses over, gets to the free throw line, puts up a floater from 13. No, rebound to Jokic. Got the two-for-one there, though, for the Blazers. Here is Jamal Murray, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Monte Morris up top to Jokic. Right wing, Millsap three, off the side of the rim. The Nuggets continue to absolutely really struggle here to put the ball in the, ba- in the basket. That one was a little bit more of a contest as Lillard will take the last shot. He's dribbling with the basketball. Four on the game clock. Will throw it into the corner to Turner. Left wing, hood three at the buzzer. That one rattles out. That seemed like a, a pretty big shot. Could have extended the lead to 18 at the half. But uh, with that miss, the score, the Portland Trail Blazers 50 and the Denver Nuggets 35. What a, uh, what a shocking turn of events after that really high-scoring Game 1. Uh, you know, that second quarter was Portland 22, Denver 12. And uh, Denver, on the night, shooting just 33.3%, 14 of 43 from the field, 4 of 20 from downtown, and 3 of 6 from the free-throw line as well. You know, they, they have only 5 turnovers, but they just cannot get any shots to fall And it's not a matter of not getting good looks. They've gotten plenty of open opportunities. Jamal Murray, 2 for 11 and 1 for 6. This is what it's like to to be a fan of the Denver Nuggets of Jamal Murray. Uh, It is a roller coaster ride. He has been so inconsistent. Not only in the regular season, you know, in in his first couple of seasons, he got off to such horrid starts shooting from 3. But then as the year goes on, he gets really hot. Uh, you know, and, and he ended up being, I think, a 37 or 38% three-point shooter this year and, and, and uh, you know, in the mid to, to high 30s in his rookie season as well. But it's just so inconsistent, and you see it game to game as well, where sometimes he really has it going in game one. He was absolutely on fire. Uh, let's see, Murray in that game one shot 8 of 15, 3 of 6 from downtown. Uh, you know, was was hitting really difficult shots. And that's the other thing. When Murray has it going, he is able to get in isolation and start knocking down the, the real difficult variety type shots. Uh, but in this game, he's getting just open mid-rangers, wide open corner three there in the last couple of minutes, and just can't knock them down. And, you know, Jokic is the type of player that he, he's going to make the right play. And if the if the defense double teams in which they have in large part a lot of this ball game, which that that is a solid adjustment, you know, from from Portland, the fact that Jokic just absolutely ate them alive on the interior, making him give it up, forcing these other guys to knock down shots. I think you're you're just playing the percentages there, hoping that the Nuggets are are not knocking down their perimeter threes. Um, you know, if if you're if you're taking your chances with Jokic one on one, I think he's going to pretty consistently. He's going to pretty consistently, uh, you know, beat you in, on the interior, but they they haven't really done as good of a job of, of getting Millsap interior looks. You know, he's been facing up from beyond the three point line at times. Uh, if they can get him interior looks, uh, I think he's he's another option that they can go to. But he's only taken four shot attempts, and the only one he made was a three point shot. 
but Denver really uh, has got to get the uh, get the jump shooters going in that second half if they want to have any hopes of uh, of making a comeback here. And of course, they're they're a high powered offense. They were a top ten offensive unit during the regular season. They're more than capable of uh, of coming back and erasing this fifteen point deficit. But it's going to have to come on the offensive end. They're going to have to start scoring the basketball uh, if they want to get back in this. Going back to uh, my thoughts on on the other Western Conference semifinal, and that is the Warriors Rockets. Of course, Golden State going up to a, a two to nothing lead. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned the the fact that Ariza's absence. Uh, I think the Rockets have done a reasonably good job of defending the Warriors, uh, and and you know that was I think a big concern for a lot of people losing Ariza's defense. But perhaps the bigger issue is the fact that. Uh, you know that they, they lose that side on the defense, that size of Ariza on the defensive glass. Um, I'm I'm actually uh, going to look up now uh, how many uh, rebounds Ariza averaged in that in that Western Conference Finals last year because maybe that was a, a little bit more of a factor than I would have thought about uh, as uh, as I look at Houston's numbers. Trevor Ariza. Averaged just 3.6 rebounds a game, so uh, per- perhaps he did do a better job of being a box-out guy, though, uh, and just having that size out there uh, makes makes an impact. And, of course, Eric Gordon, despite the fact that Ariza isn't a great rebounder himself, Eric Gordon is definitely worse and, and is smaller, of course. But, you know, the rebounding is a, is a big differentiator. You know, the, I think the, the stat I heard was that just in terms of possessions, in terms of shot attempts, really, uh, the Warriors ha- had 91, and the and the Rockets had 77. And the Warriors are good enough and, and tough enough to beat if you have an equal number of shot attempts. Uh, and and if you're if you're starting the game where the, the Warriors essentially get 14 shots, uh, you're, you're most likely not going to win. And and again in game two, Houston shot the three ball well, and you would hope that as a team the Rockets could shoot four times out of seven well from the three-point line, and that would be enough to win. But but there's already a game where they shot well and still lost, which is which is pretty big because there are certainly going to be some games in the remainder of this series where they don't shoot well. Of course, uh, the, you know, the, the notable one last year was game seven where they, they missed 27 consecutive threes. So so to lose a game when, when they shot so well is certainly, uh, is, is certainly um, you know, a... a, a a trouble sign or a red flag for for the Rockets' chances in the series, and, and I definitely feel like it's um, you know I, I picked the Warriors to win, but I thought it was going to be really competitive, pretty similar in terms of last year, in terms of how close it was. But uh, you know, you're looking at it now. I, I got to pick Warriors in in six, and if I had to choose between five or seven, I would probably lean more towards five. You know, the Rockets absolutely have to win the next two at home you can't go down 3-1 especially as the road team having to win three in a row two on your opponent's home floor that's just too too much of a hurdle to overcome so uh certainly uh, it's it's been a fun series to watch it is fun to see that many talented players on the floor chris paul i think has been has been pretty good other than the turnovers in that game too uh, and and the Rockets' defense has been solid. I think they've still given the Warriors some issues that other teams just simply can't due to the fact that they've got a lot of switchable guys uh, that, that have some strength that don't just get bullied. And, uh, you know, they, they've practiced that switching system to try to take away a lot of those off-ball actions that the Warriors run. Uh, 
Uh, but but yeah, I got to imagine it's it's the Warriors series to lose at this point. It's uh, it's going to take a gargantuan effort from the Rockets to to come back in this one. Now moving towards the the Eastern Conference, and, and I'll talk a little bit about those series here as uh, as we're in, we're at halftime here of this uh, game two between the Blazers and the Nuggets. Uh, the 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 first series, of course, is uh, the the one four in the East, the the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Boston Celtics, and in that game one, uh, I picked the Boston Celtics to win this series in six. Uh, I definitely considered Bucks in seven, but I ended up just uh, just going with my gut there and 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 going Celtics, and and game one was a perfect reason why uh, I, I felt like that was a, a good decision. They were able to limit Giannis, you know, the, the likes of Horford, Baines, and Ojale. They're able to just keep him from getting all the way to the rim. And and despite the fact that Giannis had a monster series in that round one a year ago, that was something, you know, watching, and in terms of the eye test, watching that series, you could tell the Celtics were excellent in terms of limiting transition opportunities where Giannis got easy buckets and in the half court, at least making him hit in that five to ten foot area as opposed to right at the rim. And, you know, Horford blocked Giannis on multiple occasions in that game one, just walling him up. Uh, Baines is another guy that does a good job of, of trying to keep his chest in front of the offensive player and make him shoot over the top. And, and Giannis, despite, uh, you know, he was my pick for MVP, still has that huge weakness of the jump shot, despite the fact that he's he shot reasonably well from from the three-point line. But uh, he, uh, you know, he's still a player that, that consistently wants to get to the rim and against locked-in playoff defenses that are getting back in transition, that have the size and strength to prevent you from just bullying them to the basket. Uh, I thought the Celtics did have an opportunity to slow down the Milwaukee attack. And despite the fact that Milwaukee has more three-point shooters this season, um, you know they, they can still wall off and, and get out and, and contest, and they can also lay off certain non-shooters uh, like a Bledsoe, like a Connaughton, and you know, some of, like a Sterling Brown, and, and be comfortable letting those guys fly. And offensively, the the biggest concern going into the series was the fact that Brooke Lopez is, uh, you know, for Milwaukee, is is always going to drop back in the pick and roll. He's going to protect the paint, protect the rim, and and the Celtics ripped him apart with pick and pops with Irving and Horford, and uh, you know the they really got whatever they wanted, and Irving was absolutely on fire, isolating in the post. And uh, just doing whatever he wanted out there, and, and the collective shooting of the Celtics really showed up in that game one. Game two was a little bit of a different story. Of course, the biggest adjustment for Budenholzer and the Bucks was inserting Nikola Mirotic into the starting lineup instead of Sterling Brown, trying to get another three-point shooter out there that the Celtics can't leave. They they respect and also has that you know that that extended range where he can stand a couple feet behind the three-point line as well. Uh, and, you know, despite the fact that him picking up a couple of fouls, I thought that was a, an intelligent move from Bud. Certainly, you know, the, the, the emphasis has got to be with Giannis after him just recording two assists in that game one, going 7 of 21 to trust your teammates, trust your shooters. And, and the Bucks shot the ball extremely well. Bledsoe hit some threes. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Middleton shot the lights out from downtown in that ball game. I think he hit seven or eight. Uh, from the three-point line in that game one, uh, and you know, so they got they got good offensive production from everybody, 
but you know, uh, as a Celtics, uh, you know, looking from the Celtics' perspective, I'm not. I'm still not that concerned. I think they still did a reasonable job of limiting Giannis at the rim. They fouled him in most situations that he got real close to the basket. And uh, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze here. <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry about that. But. Uh, they, they, they limited Giannis's opportunities at the rim. They, they fouled him when he got, you know, right at the rim. Made him earn it from the free throw line. And, uh, you know, offensively, they still were able to, to get a lot of those same looks they got in game one with Horford popping. They just didn't seem to go to it as much. And the other big factor, I think, from a Boston offensive perspective was Irving didn't really look nearly as aggressive and intense as in game two as the leader of the Celtics, you know, to, uh, to just absolutely lay an egg like Irving did in game two is, was pretty disappointing. Gordon Hayward, after having a, a pretty productive game one, didn't really do anything. Jason Tatum really struggled. So, you know, the, the three guys that create a lot of the Celtics offense all had off nights. So I'm not too concerned about the Celtics moving forward. Of course, you know, you, you got to be concerned about against a team like as good as Milwaukee just kind of conceding a game like they did in that third quarter. I think Milwaukee went on a 26-2 to run in that third to completely, you know, blow the doors off the Celtics. And Milwaukee's going to get the added bonus of at some point, I believe, Malcolm Brogdon's going to return potentially as early as Game 3. I, I haven't heard any confirmation on that as of yet. But Brogdon's going to be another guy that is a 40% three-point shooter. You know, a guy that another guy that the Celtics can't really leave uh, like, you know, the players that are in place of him right now, like a Connaughton or a Sterling Brown. So he's going to add even more shooting, make it that much more difficult for the Celtics to crowd the paint. And he's another guy that can, can be a playmaker as well. You know, if Giannis is struggling, if Middleton is struggling, or Bledsoe, you know, having that fourth playmaker... Uh, and, and, you know, when, when you go into some bench units as well, having uh, Brogdon maybe mixed in with, with some bench groups when you have a couple of those playmakers off the floor to, to still have a couple of guys out there that can, that can attack off the dribble, can attack off a contest, can run a pick and roll is really valuable. So Brogdon's going to help Milwaukee. I still think this is going to be really tight. I, I, I'm sticking to my guns with the Celtics in six. But again, I, I would not be surprised at all if Milwaukee is able to come back after losing that opening game and uh, and win the series. It, it will be interesting to see sort of some of the uh, some of if any adjustments Brad Stevens make makes after getting absolutely destroyed in that game too, especially in the second half. Um, and you know maybe just going home, the Celtics, the Celtics have uh, have been a, an excellent team on their home floor for the last couple of postseasons. So perhaps that's all the adjustment that they'll need heading home. But of course, it's going to be it's going to be pretty crucial. You know, I, I think the Celtics, uh, you know, have a pretty good chance to win this series if they can take care of home court and go back to Milwaukee up three one. Whereas if Milwaukee is able to steal back home court, take one of these two either game three or four in Boston, you got to look at, you know, best of three at that point tied 2-2 with uh, Milwaukee having two of the last three at home. They would, again, be the likely favorite in the series. So 
it'll be fascinating. I, I expect these games three and four to be hopefully they'll be a little bit more competitive because that's been the most disappointing part is I, I was very excited about this series, but uh, you're also hoping that there's going to be some competitive close games that require some some clutch, clutch play and, and actually have some drama to them. And so far we haven't gotten that. Uh, so so that's been a little bit disappointing, but but I am very much uh, looking forward to, to the rest of, of of that series. The uh, the other series in the Eastern Conference is the Toronto Raptors versus the uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Toronto, the two seed, coming off their first round win in five over the Orlando Magic. The Philadelphia 76ers coming off their first round uh, beatdown of the the Brooklyn Nets in five, although that was uh, a, a relatively closer series than than maybe it maybe five would indicate. As uh, as game four, I think was was really tight down the stretch, and, and Philadelphia able to just just barely pull that out. But uh, the 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 Toronto Philly series tied at one after Philly getting a, a big time game two win on the road. They made some interesting adjustments, and and the biggest adjustments really were to to slow down the Raptors' offense when when Toronto absolutely uh, was was able to get anywhere and anywhere they wanted in that game one. As we're back from halftime and uh, to start the second half, Denver will start with the basketball going from right to left as Murray will get it to Jokic at the top of the circle. He'll hand it off to Harris, gets the line to the lane, puts it up with the right hand, no. Fight for the rebound, Jokic tips it, no good. Finally, the Blazers get it. Here's Lillard dribbling down towards the right wing, guarded by Harris, drives past him, gets all the way to the bucket and lays it up and in. The Blazers lead at 52-35, to 35, just 30 seconds into this first quarter. Jokic finds Malik Beasley on the run, and he slams it home. So both teams going with uh, a sub due to injuries. Of course, Torrey Craig out with, uh, he got hit in the head and uh, drew some blood in the first half on a, on a shot by Zach Collins. So Beasley in the, in the starting lineup to start the second half for Denver. And uh, as there's a strip by the Nuggets, we've got a fast break. Jokic finds Millsap on the fast break, and he lays it up and in. And it makes it a 52-39 game. Jake Lehman into the ball game, and the rest of the, the, the typical Portland starters, other than uh, Harkless, who sprained his ankle in that first half. Here's Lillard with the ball, throws it to Lehman on the right, back to Lillard. Lillard gets a screen from Cantor, fires it to Cantor. Now he'll back down on Millsap on the block. Millsap pokes it away, though, picked up by Harris. Transition opportunity for the Nuggets as Harris fires it into Millsap. He drives to the paint, and there's going to be a blocking foul on Jake Lehman as Millsap went to the rim. He was hoping for an and one as he finished the opportunity, but they're going to call it a foul on the floor. So Beasley inserted into the lineup, starting the second half with a monster dunk in transition. And Denver, after a turnover, able to get down and and draw a foul on uh, on the newly inserted Jake Lehman. Jokic throws it to the right side to Beasley, left wing to Murray, throws the pocket patch to, pass to Jokic. Jokic throws it high off the glass. Nobody draws the foul. So Jake Lehman, I believe that's going to be his second in the matter of moments. And uh, Enos Cantor now is uh, is on the bench. And he's being tended to. It looks like he may have a cut. As there, he's got a towel there, and it appears to be some blood on the towel. So, 
both teams really uh, getting banged up here in this uh, this big game, too, as Jokic misses the first free throw. Zach Collins checking in for Cantor. Jokic with six points, nine rebounds, and five assists. Second free throw is no good, so a couple of misses for Jokic. Here's McCullum. He'll drive down the right baseline, picks up his dribble, throws it out right wing to Collins. Collins hands off to McCullum. He'll drive left, gets into the paint. Beautiful pass to Aminu, and he is fouled as he went up for the slam. Not able to finish, but he will get two from the line. So the struggles continue for the Nuggets just shooting the basketball. They are now three of eight from the free throw line after Jokic missed both free throws. 16 of 47 from the field and 4 of 20 from 3. Really can't get anything going on the offensive end as Aminu knocks down the first free throw. Aminu taking quite some time here, getting close to that uh, never-called 10-second free throw violation as the second free throw is up and in. So Portland's lead back up to 15, 54-39 at 10 minutes and 9 seconds to go in the third. Jokic hands it off to Harris at the left wing, gets doubled, throws it right side to Murray. Murray goes behind the back on Lehman, left side Harris on the block to Jokic. Jokic hands it to Harris, drives baseline, pocket pass to Jokic. His floater is good over Collins. Beautiful offense there from the Nuggets. Dribble handoff play there as uh, McCullum now dribbling into the right corner for the Blazers. Gets a screen from Collins going left. Gets to the free throw line. Throws it left wing. Jake Lehman three ball. That one short. Goes over the backboard and out of bounds to Denver. Denver needs to get their offense going sooner rather than later. As uh, the ball inbounded to Beasley on the right wing. Beasley drives towards the corner, gets double teamed, finds Millsap, right elbow, fakes the shot, puts a floater up off the glass, can't get it to go. Another good look that uh, the Nuggets just can't convert. Here's Lillard dribbling down the left sideline, guarded by Beasley, drives down the paint towards the bucket and lays it up on the left side with the right hand. Absolutely just blew by Beasley there. And Lillard extends the lead back to 15. It looks like Cantor after... uh, it looks like maybe he had a bloody nose. He's got his nose. There's a little plug in his nose now. It looks like he's going to return to action here shortly. I think he's at the, the scorer's table now. Mur- Murray guarded by Lehman, dribbling down the right sideline to the free throw line to Jokic. Hand off with Murray. He'll drive all the way down the paint and lays it up and in with the left hand. Plus the foul. It looks like it's going to be on Zach Collins. And for Collins... That is personal foul number four. As I said, he's uh, you know he's he's a talented young player. He's got good length. He can protect the rim a little bit. He can shoot the three, or at least he's he's not a great three point shooter, but he's capable. But the, the one of the biggest issues, and it's a, an issue for a lot of young big men, is uh, is avoiding committing too many fouls. As he picked that up right before Cantor was about to check in, so so Collins checking out with his four personals. Cantor back into the ball game. Murray able to complete the three point play. As Lillard now with the basketball gets a screen from Cantor. Right wing three is good. So the Nuggets with a three-point play the old-fashioned way. Lillard with the ball from the three-point line, able to extend the lead back to 15. Harris throws it right side to Murray. Murray guarded by Lehman. Murray throws it left side. Jokic gets a screen. Pocket pass to Jokic, and we've got a kick ball. 
it will remain with the Nuggets with 14 on the shot clock. Harris will embat it near sideline, gets it to Murray. Murray fakes the three on the left wing, drives in, puts up a floater from about seven feet, and knocks it down. Jamal Murray with a much-needed couple of buckets. Maybe that'll get him going here after a horrendous first-half shooting performance. Lillard throws it left side. Cantor hands it off to Lehman. Lehman throws it inside to Cantor on the block. Backing down on Jokic. Turns over left shoulder. Right-hand jump hook. No. Fight for the rebound. Still fought for, and now Aminu picks it up. 12 on the shot clock. Kicks it out. McCollum fakes the three. Free-throw line. Jumper is good. Unfortunate break there for the Nuggets as uh, the ball was on the floor and uh, the the Blazers, the first team to it, getting a lot of those 50-50 balls and McCollum knocking down the jumper to give them a 15-point lead once again. Feels like in this third quarter it's kind of gone back and forth. The Nuggets get it down to 12 or 13 and the Blazers just push it right back. But uh, yeah, this has been a pretty entertaining ball game so far. A lot more of a defensive affair a lot more of just maybe just missed shots, and really from both sides. You know, the, the Blazers have, have missed some, some makeable opportunities as well. But, you know, the game plan for Portland defensively has been stopping Jokic and making the other Denver Nuggets beat them from the three-point line, and they just haven't been able to do so. It, it really is more of a, you know, Terry Stotts, I believe, came from the uh, the Greg Popovich coaching tree, and uh, he's uh, he's taking one from the Spurs here and, and using a little bit of their strategy to, to try to to try to slow down this high-powered Nuggets attack, but but going back to that uh, that Milwaukee Boston series, or excuse me, I, I I had talked already about Milwaukee Boston. I, I I just started to get into the uh, the, the Toronto Philly series. Toronto in Game One, Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam got everywhere they wanted to go, and then some. Uh, Pascal Siakam was 12 of 15, Kawhi Leonard 16 of 23. You just can't win when the, you know you you give up those kind of shooting numbers to to your opponent's top offensive players. Uh, but game two, you know, the big adjustment for Brett Brown and the Sixers was putting Embiid onto Siakam and putting Tobias Harris onto Marcus Saul. The Raptors, you know, didn't didn't attack that Gasol mismatch as much as I would have expected, especially given how good of a passer Gasol is. You'd think that would be uh, a matchup that he could absolutely feast on with a guy like Tobias Harris covering him. But what that really did was that really took a lot of what Siakam had going in Game One. You know, Embiid. Uh, you know, did Embiid has shown in the regular season that he was a really good matchup for Giannis Antetokounmpo, and 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 doing something similar to what Horford has done. In, in that series of, of walling him up and, and keeping him from getting those easy shots around the rim. Siakam lived in the paint, lived at, uh, at the bucket, and Embiid is able to, to block those shots, make it tougher for Siakam to finish around the rim. Um, so, so Siakam really struggled in that game, too. And outside of Kawhi, Toronto didn't have a lot going. Now, of course, similar to, to this Nuggets team tonight, I think the Raptors just missed a lot of makeable shots. Danny Green was one of six from three. He really struggled, and, and he had a couple of, of really good looks uh, in the closing moments of that game to potentially tie it and and, and uh, send that to overtime, but he wasn't able to knock him down. So you got to expect Toronto to, to hit more from from uh, from the perimeter. And I think stationing Siakam in the corner when Embiid's covering covering him is is a good strategy. 
you know, make him beat if he's going to help make the, make him pay by by getting Siakam wide open corner threes. Siakam has shown all season long that he's he's going to make enough of those to to make that a losing defensive strategy. And just using Gasol more if uh, if he's got a, a huge mismatch, trust his post play, trust his passing ability, trust his basketball IQ to take advantage of those opportunities. As we're back from from commercial break, Jokic will inbound it to Jamal Murray. Layman getting the defensive assignment on Murray, which is interesting. Murray dribbling at the top of the key, awaiting a screen from Beasley. He'll get it, dribbling left, now guarded by Lillard on the switch. Finds Jokic back to Murray, and we're going to have a foul. And it's going to be, I believe, on Damian Lillard, as Lillard can't believe it. Murray seemed to uh, raise his arms, raise his elbow up, and, and catch Damian Lillard. But uh, the referee claiming that Lillard maybe put his hands on him and pushed a little bit prior to the contact. So Lillard taking the brunt of the pain there, but being called for the foul. Here's Harris with a basketball dribbling towards the right corner. Finds Jokic at the elbow. Jokic with a dribble handoff to Murray. Can't finish the floater. Rebound Cantor. Cantor throws it out to McCollum. McCollum in transition. Tries to kick it to Lehman. Pass is deflected by Jokic, but he can't come up with it. It's out of bounds to the Blazers. As we now see Torrey Craig with a, a mask over his face on the sideline. Not sure if he will return, but uh, certainly it, it appears that uh, that's a broken nose. Either that or, you know, we've seen some broken orbital bones, uh, most notably from Joel Embiid last season in the playoffs. Here's Millsap with the rebound. He'll dribble to the left wing, into the corner, spins, Gets double teamed, finds a cutting Murray. He puts it up off the glass. No, Millsap with the offensive rebound. He can't get it to go either. And back comes Portland. Here's Lillard at the right wing. He spins on Harris. Now we'll pull it back out. 15 on the shot clock, awaiting a screen from Cantor. Dribbling left. Loses the basketball. He can't believe he wasn't fouled. Murray throws it up to Gary Harris, and he is fouled by McCollum. And uh, this may be a clear path foul, potentially as uh, McCollum was definitely behind Gary Harris when he committed this foul. It'll just be a matter of, uh, do the refs believe that that Gary Harris had possession here before the foul was committed? Harris also, you know, had his back to the basket because the pass was a little bit behind him. And it looks like they're not going to call that a... Uh, a clear path. They're going to just go to call that a, a regular foul, but Denver is in the bonus, so Harris will go to the free throw line. Harris, eight points on three of nine from the field. First one is up and in. Portland 61, Denver 47, 656 to go in the third quarter. Game two of this best of seven. Second round series in the Western Conference. Denver taking game one, 121 to 113 to have a 1-0 series lead. Portland looking to take back home court and get a split on the road. Here's Lillard on the right side, throws it cross court to McCollum. McCollum gets a screen from Cantor, gets to the line, to the lane, under the hoop, fade away. Beautiful footwork. Actually, no, it's, uh, it's too good a footwork as I think he was called for a travel there. He was going to try, I think, an up and under move on Jokic. As uh, here is Jokic with the basketball left wing, hands it off to Beasley. Beasley gets double teamed into Jokic, and he nutmegs Aminu to Millsap, and Millsap finishes plus the foul. Nikola Jokic 
if you watch this guy play enough, just about every game he has one or two passes that are just unbelievable. Here he goes between the legs of Aminu on a beautiful bounce pass to Millsap on the other side of the paint, and he finishes. What a gorgeous play from, again, the best passing big in the history of the sport. And that makes it a 61-50 game. We're going to have a timeout here with 6.33 to go in the third. Denver outscoring Portland 15-11 in this third quarter to cut the deficit to 11. So, uh, you know, Denver trying to trying to claw their way back into this. And in a large part, I think it's going to come down to their offense. They've already got 15 points in the quarter just five and a half minutes into the period. But uh, going back to that uh, that Toronto-Philly series, of course, the Embiid switching on to Siakam was was an interesting one. And, and, and yeah, I think, uh, you know, Toronto has to go out of their way to attack that sort those matchups more, posting Gasol up more, stationing Siakam in the corner to make it hard for Embiid to help. Uh, I think those are a couple of adjustments they can make to, to spruce up the offense. Uh, and, and their bench play's got to be better. Van Fleet has, has really done nothing through two games. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that has been a pretty consistent offensive force for them, you know, with his off-ball shooting, his playmaking in the pick-and-roll. He's got to provide some sort of offensive punch uh, off the bench. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to obviously shoot the ball better when they get those open looks. Danny Green, I would imagine, is going to shoot the ball better. Uh, but defensively, the Raptors have been absolutely fine. You know, Gasol has been terrific on Embiid. Uh, they've done a good job of limiting Simmons in transition. And in the half court, I think Simmons is, is a very limited player in the in playoff basketball. So they, they've done a pretty good job of that. And, and with the likes of Leonard and Siakam, they've they've done a reasonable job on the likes of Butler and Harris in in uh, in isolation. Uh, Redick has had a quarter here or there where he he's gotten off, but I think Lowry and Van Fleet have and, and Danny Green at times have, have done a good enough job of uh, of of taking some of those actions away for. Uh, for Redick and the Sixers. So the defense has been good. It's just a matter of Toronto getting that offense back like they had in that game one. I picked Toronto in five. I think it might more likely be six now, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Toronto was able to still take control, even in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, despite the the good adjustments Brett Brown made, uh, most of those adjustments made it so that Toronto struggled to score. He didn't really fix his own team's offense. You know, Philly still... Uh, scored at a very poor level. The The other adjustment I thought was interesting was instead of playing Boban, he played mostly Greg Monroe. He played, uh, you know, the, the likes of Amir Johnson a little bit, Jonah Bolden, and he played, uh, I think, uh, Marjanovic about a minute or two. Uh, so uh, I don't know if the strategy just was we have a bunch of poor options as our backup bigs. Let's just throw them out for a couple minutes at a time so that Toronto doesn't have uh, you know the the you know they can't get into a rhythm in terms of how to attack a specific player because all of those bigs, despite the fact that they all have weaknesses, they all have kind of different weaknesses. Um, you know, Greg Monroe, I think, is is a guy that struggles to move laterally. He's not a very good rim protector. Same with you know Boban is a good rim protector, but he struggles to move laterally. And Amir Johnson, I think, you know, moves his feet reasonably well. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's he's just a, a horrible offensive player at this stage of his career. As we're back from timeout in Denver and Millsap knocking down the uh, the first free throw, or excuse me, the, the free throw to complete the three-point play, and the lead for the Blazers down to 10 as 
Aminu throws it left side to Cantor, hands it off to Lillard. Lillard, guarded by Harris, drives left, fadeaway from 16. That one's well short. Rebound, Millsap. Millsap will jog it into the front court over the timeline, now to the right wing, will drive baseline, gets double teamed, and he has the ball poked away. It's out of bounds. It will remain with the Nuggets with 16 on the shot clock, 6.05 on the game clock. They're showing that replay of that Jokic pass before the timeout. Absolutely sensational stuff. Murray gets it to Jokic, back to Murray. Murray on the right wing gets a screen, snakes the pick. Back to Jokic, right wing. We'll fake the three-drive baseline. Now we'll back down on Cantor. Spins, spins back, fadeaway jumper. That one's well off the mark. Rebound, Harris, three on the shot clock. He's able to put it up and in off the glass on the right side, and the Nuggets have cut the Blazers' lead to eight. A 7-0 run for Denver. Here's McCollum with the basketball. Step back, right elbow is pure. C.J. McCollum with a cold-blooded shot, and the Blazers lead back to 10. Here's Beasley, left wing up top to Jokic. Hand off to Beasley. To the line, to the lane. Tries to put it up, no, but Cantor commits the foul. Beasley originally went up like he was going to try to stuff that on Cantor, but then went for more of a scoop, and Cantor got him on the arm. These are the kind of actions I think you've got to consistently go at Enos Cantor and this Blazers defense. And, you know, with Denver, it's that dribble handoff. Make Cantor defend two at the two against one. You know, Portland, they don't switch. They have their bigs drop back. And, you know, if you set a solid screen, Cantor is having to defend not only the ball handler, but then the roller as well. Uh, and, and he's just not capable of doing that. As uh, the second free throw from Beasley, no good. He knocked down the first, but the second one rattles out. So he's had some struggle shooting the basketball tonight. 63-54, McCullum dribbles to the free throw line. Beautiful shot fake, step through and puts up the floater up and in. C.J. McCullum, a magician with the basketball, a beautiful footwork. And he's able to knock down that floater. And the Blazers lead back to 11. Here's Jokic with the basketball, right elbow. Now backing down on Cantor, gets double teamed. Throws it to the right wing to Murray. Murray tries to get it inside to Millsap, and the pass is deflected out of bounds. Seven on the shot clock. Murray has just seemed, uh, you know, a little bit off all game that time. Not really sure what he wanted to do with it when he when he had uh, a defense kind of scrambling out to him. Murray near sideline or near baseline will get into Jokic left corner. Will back down now on the post. Has the ball poked away. Lillard able to save it, and he gets it to Cantor. Cantor throws it right side to Aminu. Now dribbles up to the three-point line. Up top to McCollum. McCollum has Jokic on the switch. Looking inside for Cantor, but Jokic pokes the pass. It's picked off by Harris. Harris dribbles up to the right wing. Looking inside for Jokic. Mismatch with with McCollum. And Jokic gets all the way in under the basket, but has the shot blocked from behind by Hood. Jokic able to just bulldoze his way against the smaller McCollum. But Hood with good help defense there. Able to block it from behind, and it's out of bounds to the Nuggets. Lillard may have gotten a piece on the way up as well, which made Jokic hesitate a little bit before he went up. Ball inbounded to Monte Morris. Monte Morris, left side to Beasley. He goes up to the rim, and he is grabbed and pulled down by Cantor. So Beasley will go back to the line. Nuggets certainly drawing a lot of fouls on the Blazers here in this third quarter. They, they're in the bonus with plenty of time left. Cantor with those two recent fouls. He didn't have any fouls in the first half, so he's still got just the two. But Collins 
he still has the four on the Blazers bench. Of course, Collins had to had to come in earlier in the quarter when Cantor took a knock. Jamal Murray will take a seat for the Nuggets. As the first one is good from Beasley, and Beasley able to knock down both that time. And the lead is nine for the Blazers. It's Lillard, McCullum, Cantor, Aminu, and Hood for Portland as uh, McCullum driving baseline draws the foul, and he'll go to the free throw line. As a brutal pick in the backcourt set up a five-on-four opportunity for the Blazers. McCollum has been a lot more aggressive in this game. You know, took 17 shots in, in game one, but uh, even for even that, I feel like is is not quite as aggressive as he should be, especially against a a team in Denver that doesn't have a great matchup for him. The first free throw from McCollum is up and in. Plumley checking in for the Nuggets as it was Cantor setting a a screen on Harris, and Harris had no idea it was coming. As uh, that foul on that drive from McCollum was Jokic's fourth. So a big call there as he checks out with 4.16 to go in the quarter. As uh, McCollum at the line for one more. And that one's off the back of the rim, no good. So for the Nuggets, it's Millsap and Plumley as the bigs. Monte Morris, Gary Harris. And uh, the other player is uh, Malik Beasley. As a Millsap on the block, defended by Aminu, he spins baseline, puts up a floater over the top, and hits. That's what I'm talking about in terms of that matchup. I think Millsap can can get where he wants and, and get shots off over the smaller Aminu. Ball thrown inside to Cantor on the block. He'll back down, spins baseline, tries to put up the shot, and he is fouled. So Cantor will go back to the line. Really was able to, to, to bulldoze Plumley under the basket there. And Plumlee had no other recourse other than to foul. So Cantor putting up the first, and that one is good. Portland 67, Denver 58, 3.46 to go in the third period. Will Barton checking back into the ballgame for Malik Beasley for the Nuggets. Be fascinated to see how long Jokic sits out for Denver, especially with them trailing as Cantor knocking down the second as well. And the Blazers lead back to double digits at 10. Ball inbounded to Beasley. Beasley will walk it over the timeline into the front court, throws it right wing to Barton. Barton guarded by Lillard. Will throw it on the block to Millsap. Millsap facing up on Aminu, has the ball poked away, picks it back up, gets into the paint. His floater is no good. Rebound Aminu. Aminu doing a better job of getting his hands in there on Millsap uh, face-up opportunities. Here's Lillard gets a screen, throws the pocket pass to Cantor. His reverse is up and good. He reversed it on the right with the right hand on the right side, and the Blazers lead back to 12. Here's Harris on the left wing, guarded by McCollum, dribbles over to the corner, spins baseline, finds Plumley. He has his shot blocked by Cantor. Here's Aminu. He's got a transition opportunity. Gets all the way to the hoop, lays it up and in, plus the foul. Monte Morris tried to hold on to him and prevent the shot, but Aminu with the strength to finish. And again, Plumley not really going up with much of a move. They uh, He got the pocket pass, thought he had the opportunity to go in and just put the shot up and Cantor able to get his hands on it. 
You know, I, I uh, have, have talked about Cantor struggling on the defensive end. You've got to give him credit on that possession, doing a good job of, of moving his feet and, and getting that block shot, which set up the transition opportunity. As Torrey Craig now checking back into the ball game, he got a, a standing ovation from the Denver crowd coming back in as uh, he gets the rebound off that miss. On the free throw, he'll get it to Barton, up top to Plumley. Plumley handoff to Barton, to the line, to the lane, puts it up, no good. Fight for the rebound, Plumley got his hands on it, but it goes to Lillard. Lillard driving left, gets past Craig, gets all the way to the hoop, puts it up, no. Fight for the rebound, it's collected by Aminu. Aminu is everywhere here in this third quarter, and he draws another foul, which will send him back to the line. Aminu now with nine rebounds on the game, including three on the offensive glass. He's done a terrific job, and uh, he's been a big boost to this Portland team. He's plus 10 in his 23 minutes on the floor. First free throw from Aminu is up and in. But you got to look at Denver after getting off to a hot start, scoring 15 points in the first Five and a half minutes, they're sitting at just 23 with 2.40 to go in the third. So again, this Denver offense has been the big problem and why they find themselves down 15 at this point. Give Terry Stotts and the Blazers team some credit, though. They've made some adjustments. They've, uh, they've, they've tried to make it, you know, after Jokic going for 30... You know, in the in the 30s in Game 1, they, they've really tried to prevent him from beating them. As Craig, with the ball on the left wing, throws it right side to Plumley. Plumley fakes the handoff with Morris. Now will try to get it to Barton. Now throws it into the corner to Morris. Morris drives baseline, puts up the floater, but his shot is blocked by Randy Hood. 4.6 on the shot clock. As uh, Evan Turner and Zach Collins will check back into the ballgame for the Blazers. Hood, also another guy that's not really known for his defense, but that time making a nice defensive play. Murray getting the ball into Monte Morris. He'll drive left, gets all the way to the bucket, puts it up and in with the left hand off the glass. As the shot clock was expiring as well, a big bucket for Denver. Here's Lillard with the basketball. Top of the key gets a screen from Collins going left, tries to draw the foul, can't get it. Rebound by Barton. Barton throws it left side. Monte Morris, three. That one was off from the get-go. Rebound, Collins. Collins will find Lillard. Now Portland will come back at the at the Nuggets. Lillard picks up his dribble on the left wing up top to Hood. Hood guarded by Craig. Will await a screen from Collins. Will drive left. Now over on the left wing. Switched on to by Plumley. Isolating now will pull up for three. No good. Rebound by Barton. Barton will push it. Gets to the line. To the lane. All the way to the hoop. Has his shot blocked from behind by Hood. Hood gets it to Lillard. Lillard dribbling down to the left wing. Crosses over, finds Seth Curry, who just checked in. Curry finds Collins at the left elbow. He'll pull from there and hit. The Portland Trailblazers continue to to build this lead, and it's now up to 16 with a minute and 15 to go in the third. And two shot blocks for Rodney Hood in the matter of a couple of minutes. I don't know if that's ever happened. Here's Craig at the top of the key. He fires for three and knocks it down. So Torrey Craig, after coming in a few minutes ago, after missing a good chunk of this ball game with a uh, uh, what appears to be a broken nose, knocks down the three-point ball to get the Nuggets within 13. They've made just one of their last 12 from three, though, as Lillard gets a screen, gets double-teamed, finds Collins on the roll, throws it inside to Turner. 
Turner blocked along the baseline, tries to find Seth Curry in the left corner, and the pass is deflected out of bounds. It will remain with Portland, but with under five on the shot clock. Forty point six to go in the third. Three point three left on the shot clock for the Blazers. Turner will inbound on the far sideline. Finds Hood along the baseline. He's wide open and he finishes. Miscommunication there from Denver. No one was guarding Hood and he got a wide open about ten footer. Portland leading at 78-63. Here's Jamal Murray on the right wing. Gets a screen from Plumley. Fires it to Morris left wing. He gets all the way to the paint. Puts it up. Nobody draws the foul. It very much appears that Denver, with all their shooting struggles, have just kind of opted to, to not take those open looks and, and continue to drive. And, and oftentimes they're driving into the teeth of the defense with with a couple of Blazers players right there. Uh, you know, you I get the, the concern that none of the shots are falling, but... Good shots are good shots, and, and I think Denver's got to continue to just fire away and hope that they start to knock them down. You know, play, you're playing into the defense's hands if you're if you're not taking the shots that they're conceding you and and trying to take even more difficult ones uh, with uh, with a bunch of people in the paint. As the first free throw is good, Morris with one more, and he can't hit. So the free throw struggles continue for the Nuggets. As uh, there's about a two and a half second differential between the game and shot clock, so Lillard will will try to dribble this one down. I think, guarded by Tory Craig, he's dribbling near half court at the Denver logo. Ten on the game clock. Portland leading by 14. Lillard dribbling with his right hand crosses over left, gets left of the paint, gets all the way to the bucket, can't finish. Rebound by Barton. Barton three on the game clock, gets trapped and can't get a shot off. As uh, all of the other Nuggets ran up the floor, he didn't have anybody to pass to and just had to really hold on to it until the buzzer. So at the end of three, it's the Portland Trailblazers 78 and the Denver Nuggets 64. You're listening to Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bouguet. This is a weekly NBA podcast. Again, this is one of my live episodes where I'll do some radio play-by-play as well as just give my thoughts on... uh, on the different playoff series and, and, and news and thoughts about the NBA as a whole. But if you haven't listened to any of my previous content, uh, last week I, I did a really fun episode with Shamir Riaz on the, uh, the, the, the round two preview. We talked about uh, three of the four series. The only series uh, we didn't get to was the one that uh, I'm covering tonight. But uh, we, we, we went in pretty, pretty good detail as far as the, the Raptors Sixers, the, the Celtics Bucks and the the Warriors Rockets. So uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that, I urge you to do so. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of my content, I think, uh, still holds up pretty well. I originally started this podcast with Anthony Brown, I believe back in the in the uh, the fall of 2017. So this is season two that I've uh, I'm doing this podcast. But we've done uh, we've done four episodes on the LeBron James versus Michael Jordan debate. Uh, those are those are pretty timeless in my opinion. I think those are, are pretty interesting to listen to. We we talked about uh, you know how the game has changed from uh, from you know the 70s and 80s till now. We've we've discussed rule changes. We uh, uh, we we've done a lot of interesting stuff. We broke down the 2002 Western Conference Finals, which is maybe my favorite playoff series of all time between the the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers. Obviously, there's so much drama not only with the style of play in that series, you know, the Kings were, uh, you know, a very offensive, pass-happy team that uh, didn't have any one guy that really dominated uh, the ball. 
and the Lakers were were this this juggernaut with with two stars and and Kobe and Shaq, which really uh, you know equaled about eighty percent of their offensive output. But then also you know the the refereeing controversy in that series is so fascinating, and it was such a well played series. A lot of players uh, playing at a high level. Uh, and, and it went seven games. So we broke down though, that series. I think it, it's pretty fun. I've also, you know, um, had had a bunch of people that I, I met at Sports Business Classroom. I already mentioned Shamir, uh, which I had on last week. I've, I've had a, a bunch of those people, that, and they really know their stuff in terms of the, the National Basketball Association. So if you haven't listened to any of my previous content, uh, there, there's plenty to, to, uh, to, to listen to. And uh, as as these playoffs go on, I'm going to continue to 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 probably bring you some more of these these live broadcasts. I also should hopefully bring you some more preview uh, podcasts as we get to the conference finals and the NBA finals. Maybe maybe some on just talking about individual games as we really get into the nitty gritty uh, towards uh, you know the the end of May and into June. But uh, it, it is a lot of fun, and, and I really enjoy doing this. I hope you're enjoying listening. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've uh, I've basically broken down most of most of the series. The 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 one that I uh, was talking about at the last time out was Toronto Philadelphia, and, and I'll I'll give my final thoughts on that at the next commercial break. But we're uh, we're we're coming back from commercial here, as uh, again Denver trailing Portland seventy eight to sixty four as we start the fourth quarter. Portland going from left to right to start the fourth. It's Curry, McCullum, Lillard, or excuse me. No Lillard. It's uh, it's Curry, McCollum, Hood, Collins, and Turner for the Blazers. For Denver, it's Barton, Craig, Beasley, uh, Murray, and Plumley. As uh, the first shot of the fourth is no good from the Blazers. Back comes Denver. Here's Monte Morris. He'll hand it off to Barton. Barton dribbling at the top of the key, guarded by Hood. Throws it left side. Craig onto the block to to uh, Plumley. Plumley facing up on Collins. Spins. Into the middle, puts up a right-handed jump hook and hits. Mason Plumley, a couple of impressive post moves in this ball game. Not really his uh, greatest attribute, but uh, able to get that one to go. Evan Turner dribbling at the top of the key, guarded by Jamal Murray. He's looking for Curry coming off a screen. Curry picks it up at the right side, finds a cutting Turner into the block to Collins, and his shot is rejected by Plumley. Here is Torrey Craig on the transition opportunity, and he draws a foul. Zach Collins came from behind and blocked the shot, but I believe it's going to be a foul on McCullum, and Craig will get two free throws. So Plumley providing a little bit of a boost here at the start of the fourth quarter for Denver. Denver still not out of this, despite the fact that they have really struggled on the offensive end of the floor. Jokic still taking a seat on the bench. He came out at about the four-minute mark of the third quarter as Craig going back to the sideline looking like he's still struggling. There's still some blood coming out of uh, what appears to be both nostrils as uh, he's getting tended to. The referees stop play here. as uh, any, any sign of blood, and they, they, they do that instantly. As uh, Craig got a couple of fresh nose plugs there, it appears. We'll see if that uh, that does the job. Certainly, uh, you know when you when you deal with something that tough, it, it is hard for for uh, the the doctors 
on the on the team staff to to really get that fixed in the matter of you know minutes or or hours typically is something that uh, you need a day or two to to fully get a grasp on and, and and figure out a strategy as the first free throw from Craig is no good and the second one is up and in so the Blazers lead is at 11 78 67 10 55 to go in the ball game Turner with the basketball at the top looking for McCollum finds Collins on the roll. He puts it up and in off the glass. Another miscommunication there from the Denver defense. I think both both uh, Plumley and uh, Beasley there, or excuse me, Barton went for the uh, went for Curry coming off a screen, and that left Collins wide open at the free throw line, and he finished. Here's Plumley with the ball, throws it left corner to Craig, up top to Barton. Barton with six on the shot clock, drives left of the paint, gets all the way to the hoop, puts it up, no. Tip in by Plumley, no. Another tip is no good. Rebound by Barton, free throw line jumper, that's good. So the Nuggets with another three-shot possession there, finally able to get it to go. But that, that possession prior to that final shot going in seemed to be a perfect microcosm of, of what's going on tonight. As here is McCollum with a three going to his left at the top of the key, and he hit it. C.J. McCollum with a huge shot, and the Blazers lead back to 14. Again, that's also been a story here in the second half. Denver got down early, and they've continued to try to push, but they really can't get this into single digits. Here's Barton with the basketball on the right wing up top to Morris. Morris getting a screen from Plumley, Dribbles to the left elbow, pulls up from there. Looked like he got hit. No good, but Plumley with the offensive rebound, and he puts it up and in. Mason Plumley. Makes it an 83-71 ball game. Here's McCollum with the ball, dribbling with his left hand. Gets a screen from Collins. Splits the defense, gets to the free throw line. Finds Seth Curry in the right corner, and he knocks it down. Beautiful play by C.J. McCollum. Splitting that trapping defense, and it opened up the three-point ball for the non-splash brother Curry, although he has shot the ball extremely well from three all season long. All the Currys are just... Absolutely superb shooters. But uh, that will lead to another timeout as Portland again extending the lead back to 15. You know, after that, uh, at halftime, Portland, you know, with that that 10-point win in the second quarter, uh, had a 15-point lead at the half, and they have held on to that. It's been an even second half. Denver has made some runs here or there, but just haven't really been able to, to cut any significant margin off of the lead. But uh, you know, going back to my, my thoughts on the on the Raptors and the Sixers, I mentioned some of the adjustments that uh, that the likes of Brett Brown made to to slow down the Raptors' offense and and get Philadelphia that game two win. I think another adjustment Toronto could make, you know, moving into game three, is just Nick Nurse playing Danny Green more. You know, the guy is a net rating monster. You know, when Danny Green is on the floor, the Raptors tend to do really well. And that's in large part not only because he's a two-way player, you know, he's good on defense and he contributes offensively, but his gravity, you know, even in game two when he shot just one for six, he still commands the respect of opposing defenses. They're not going to leave him wide open, which gives more space for everybody to operate. So so Green, you know, having just played 32 minutes in that game two loss, he should be more in the 36 to 30 or even 40 minute range. Uh, in, in for the rest of the series and the rest of the playoffs. I, I, I don't get why Danny Green, you know, it, it goes back to even with Greg Popovich. Popovich wouldn't play him a lot of minutes for, uh, you know, a, a lot of games for some reason or another. It never really made a lot of sense to me. The guy is uh, is a really, you know, he's the perfect role player. He's an, an excellent three-point shooter. He's an excellent defensive player. 
He, uh, you know, he fits any system. He fits around any group of grouping of players. So uh, an adjustment I could see from Nick Nurse is just playing Danny Green a little bit more. You know, Jody Meeks played two minutes and, and was awful in those two minutes. He should not be playing, especially if you could just, you know, give Danny Green those minutes instead. That really makes no sense. Uh, you know, I mentioned the likes of Van Fleet has got to play better. You know, potentially moving Lowry more into the Ibaka minutes and, you know, maybe taking Lowry out early in the first and having Lowry, you know, he's that guy that really gets Ibaka going, I think. He he gets Ibaka those 15- to 18-foot to jumpers, uh, and Lowry is so good at that pick-and-roll pocket pass. So maybe matching up Lowry with, uh, with Ibaka a little bit more could get that second unit a little bit more juice on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't be too concerned if I'm Toronto again. Toronto's defense has been excellent. And I don't know if Philadelphia has a lot of answers in, in terms of uh, of getting their offense going just because they, they just don't have enough shooting. They don't have enough depth out there on the on their roster. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think that this, these conference finals are going to be fascinating, and, and I hope that they're, they're, we're at least going to get one or two really competitive series. But with Golden State up 2 nothing, with what I've seen from Toronto uh, – with what I've seen from Toronto, Philadelphia, I, I think Toronto's going to win this relatively easily. The one series that I think will be interesting, I think might be the most competitive, is that Boston-Milwaukee series. And through two games, we've had each team win in blowout fashion. So that might be a sign that uh, that they are pretty evenly matched. It's just a hope that we'll, we'll get some close games to, to support that theory. As uh, the Denver Nuggets out of the timeout have the basketball, Monte Morris on the right wing, throws it up top to Jokic. Jokic dribbling with his left hand, fakes the handoff, gets to the basket, a beautiful strip away by Seth Curry, and the ball is out of bounds to Denver. That's something that that, that Portland has done on numerous occasions as well, is when they've seen Jokic get into his post moves, they've they've come from behind where he can't see them and, and tried to poke the ball away on a couple of times, and it's been successful. Uh, so Denver will inbound it near baseline with seven on the shot clock. Ball inbounded to Barton. Barton in the left corner gets a screen from Jokic to the free throw line. Back to Jokic on the pop. Jokic spinning baseline puts up a push shot and hits. Nikola Jokic with a tough shot there makes it Portland 86, Denver 73 with 8.50 to go in the fourth. Here's Turner with the basketball for the Blazers on the left wing. Throws it up top to McCullum. McCullum awaiting a screen from Collins. Driving left. Pulls up for three. That one's off the side of the rim, no good. Rebound by Barton. Barton will run it into the front court, dribbles up to the right wing. Barton up top to Jokic. Jokic back to Barton on the handoff. Barton at the top, guarded by Turner, gets a screen, dribbles left. Back to Jokic on the pocket pass. Backs down, right-handed jump hook, no. Barton on the tap, no. Another tap, no. Barton again, no. (laughs) The Nuggets finally get a foul drawn as Barton had about five or six tip attempts and finally drew the foul. Not able to get any of them to go from about two feet away. But good persistence on the offensive glass, and that's something I suppose that... Uh, and Tory Craig, I should say, got in there as well. He was actually the guy that got the first couple of tips, and it was Barton that finally got the third tip and drew the foul. So Barton at the line, shooting two. The first is up and in. And that's another adjustment Denver can make. You know, if you're, if you're struggling to shoot the basketball, they've been a terrific offensive rebounding team all year. Really pound that offensive glass. Jamal Murray on the sideline. Uh, not sure what the issue is, but he is rubbing down in what looks like his quad area on his right leg. Barton just one for six, but he does knock down that both of those free throws. He's got four now. And the Portland lead down to 11. 
This has been the crucial point for most of the second half. Denver getting it down to 11 or 10, but then can't get any further. And Portland able to push the lead back out. Let's see if they can on this possession. Here's Turner with the basketball. He bobbles it on the spin and loses it. So Denver will get it back. Jokic will inbound it. And here comes Morris, left wing to Craig. Craig dribbles into the corner, up top to Jokic. Jokic to Craig on the left wing. He'll take a contested three. That one's off the back of the room. No good. Rebound to Lillard. Lillard gets a screen from Cantor behind half court. Drives left of the paint. Gets all the way under the bucket. Kicks it out. Turner, who was open, but he wasn't even looking at the rim. Finds Lillard in the right corner. Can't hit the three. Rebound Barton. Barton will push the tempo. Gets all the way to the paint, but then it's poked away by Lillard. Four on three for the Blazers. Here's Seth Curry with a three. No good. Fight for the rebound. Picked up by Gary Harris, who looks like he stepped out of bounds. Oh, no. They're going to call it. Actually, no. The ref just uh, signaled the wrong direction. It's going to be Portland ball. Harris picked it up along the baseline, tried to find, tried to hit the ball off of uh, Lillard, but Lillard was standing out of bounds. And uh, Harris not able to locate where he was to throw it off him. So Blazers inbound it, and it looks like it's Turner trying to inbound it, and the ball is kicked into the air by Gary Harris. Maybe Harris standing a little bit too close to the to the uh, the inbounder there. Almost looked like he was out of bounds when he kicked that. That should be some sort of a technical or delay of game, but nothing was called there. Now the referee talking with Jokic and Cantor, who may have been uh, going at it a little bit. Definitely physical in there for those two big men. Ball inbounded to McCollum on the left corner. McCollum gets double teamed by Jokic and Craig, and we've got a jump ball. Looks like it'll be Craig and McCollum. McCollum angry at his big man Cantor there for setting a screen in the corner. That was a perfect opportunity for the Nuggets to trap, and trap they did. So they're about to throw it up here as uh, the player's trying to get into profitable positioning. The ball is won by Torrey Craig and the Nuggets. He'll get it to Jokic. Jokic will jog it into the front court to the top of the key, guarded by Cantor. Picks up his dribble, throws it into the right corner to Harris. Harris drives baseline on Curry. Now will back down. Now dribbles out, gets a screen from Jokic at the right elbow. Harris finds Jokic on the post, but Harris then cut. And uh, Jokic thought Harris was going to stay there through the pass. And then Harris fouling Seth Curry as Curry was going to get that loose ball. It'll be interesting to see as well if this is going to be a clear path foul. Just a miscommunication there from Harris and Jokic. Jokic, I think, was uh, drawing the double and looking to just find Harris. And Harris was uh, trying to go on the cut. Lillard dribbling down the left sideline. No clear path on that one, just a regular common foul. Curry throws it up top to Aminu, onto the block to Cantor, and he is fouled. And if that's on Jokic, that is number five. Big, big foul there, and it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, uh, you know, with, with Denver down 11, you got to imagine Malone's got to stay with Jokic and just hope that he can avoid picking up that sixth foul. They need him if they want to come back into this ball game. Again, down 86-75, 6.50 to go in the fourth. Ball thrown into Cantor on the left block. He'll spin baseline, tries a reverse, blocked by Jokic. He'll pick it up and he'll run the fast break. Throws it left side to Morris. Morris drives baseline and a little drop-off pass to Jokic, and he slams it home. 
And now the Nuggets have finally gotten it to single digits. It's 86-77. to 6.30 to go in the ballgame. Lillard walking it up into the front court. Lillard getting double teamed near half court and tries to throw the pocket pass to Cantor. And the ball is kicked by Jokic. The shot clock will reset to 14. Looking at that reverse from Cantor, I don't think Jokic actually got a piece of the ball. Maybe got a piece of uh, of of Cantor's arm on that one. Maybe got away with one there. As uh, the ball from Curry inbounded to McCullum. Throws it right side to Lillard. Lillard now will drive left. Left wing to McCullum. Fakes the three. Drives in a really difficult floater with his momentum going towards the basket from the free throw line. And he hit it. What a tough shot. And of course, McCullum, one of the best tough shot makers in the NBA. Morris throws the ball onto the right block to Jokic. He'll back down, spins baseline, puts it up with the right hand. No. Tip no. Millsap there for the board, and he puts it in off the glass with the right hand. The Nuggets really attacking the offensive glass here in the final quarter, and the Blazers lead back down to nine. 17 offensive rebounds for the Nuggets in the ballgame for 18 second chance points. Lillard, guarded by Harris, gets a screen from Aminu, throws it right side into the corner to Curry. He'll drive left, and he is fouled. It's going to be on Monte Morris as he committed the hand check. The Blazers have uh, have played a good chunk of uh, of Seth Curry and Rodney Hood in this ball game, trying to have as much spacing out on the floor as possible. Here's McCullum with the basketball left wing drives baseline fadeaway jumper along the baseline rattles in and out rebound Jokic. Tough luck miss there for McCullum. Here's Murray with the basketball on the left wing. Dribbling with his right hand. Throws it up top. Jokic. Fake handoff. He's got a lane to the hoop. He's fouled. Can't get it to go. But he will go to the line for two. Jokic, such a master of recognizing when the defense is overplaying that dribble handoff and took it in himself. And Aminu able to get just enough of Jokic on the arm to prevent him from getting the and one. But Denver making a little bit of a run here. Getting back into this as the first one bounces off the front of the rim and in. 88-80 to 80 as Rodney Hood will check back in for Portland. Jamal Murray coming into the ballgame. We'll see if uh, that quad issue that he was rubbing off on the bench uh, is affecting him at all. Certainly, even just walking around in between free throws, he, he he's walking pretty gingerly. As Craig will take a seat, and again, the doctor will immediately go to him and and inspect those nose plugs. As the second free throw from Jokic is up and in again, and again, this is the closest the game has been in quite some time. It's an eight-point lead for the Blazers. 5.15 to go in the fourth. Here's McCollum up top to Cantor. Cantor with a handoff to McCollum. Hands it off to Lillard. Lillard now dribbling left towards the left wing. Guarded by Harris. Now dribbling with his right hand towards the top. Drives past him. Loses the basketball, but he is fouled. Harris can't believe it. He is absolutely furious at that call. He thought he got that clean. Mike Malone has got a look of astonishment on his face as well. And yes, that is a terrible call. Lillard absolutely just lost that basketball. And that's a situation where the referee didn't see it. He just saw the end result and then made an assumption. And those are the worst kind of calls you can make. Here's McCollum with the basketball, top of the key. Spins at the free throw line, guarded by Beasley. Good defense there. Kicks it right wing Aminu. Three on the shot clock, fakes the three, dribbles in. 18-footer, no good. Rebound to Jokic. Jokic finds Murray. 
Down the left sideline, now to the left wing, gets a screen from Jokic, gets to the free throw line. Picks up his dribble, fakes the fadeaway, finds Jokic on the block. Guarded by Cantor, he's backing down. Jokic up top, Harris, wide open three, way off the mark. Rebound though by Millsap. Millsap now into the left corner, gets a screen from Jokic, tries to Euro step around Cantor, has the ball poked away, picked up by Jokic, five on the shot clock, on the block, spins base or spins towards the middle, can't get it to go. His tip is no good either. A couple of close range opportunities for Jokic, and he can't get either to go. Huge opportunity missed for the Nuggets. Here's Lillard with the basketball left wing, and we've got a timeout by Terry Stotts and the Blazers. With 4.07 to go in the fourth quarter, it's the Portland Trailblazers 88 and the Denver Nuggets 81. So, of course, uh, if you've been listening to any of my previous live broadcasts, you'll know that I am a, a big soccer fan as well. And uh, with the uh, the Champions League, the semifinals, uh, the first leg just got underway this week as uh, we had uh, two semifinal matches. The first one on Tuesday was between Ajax and Tottenham Hotspur, and uh, Ajax getting a huge 1-0 win on the road, getting that crucial away goal, which again, if you haven't watched any of the Champions League soccer, uh, the the two legs indicates that that both teams get a game on their home field, and the aggregate score, the combined score over the course of the two games, is what determines the winner. And the tiebreaker, if the score is tied, is that away goals, uh, whoever has the most away goals. So Ajax not only having the 1-0 aggregate lead, but also getting that crucial away goal. They're just such a really fun team to watch. Of course, Ajax, a dynasty of a team in the 60s and 70s and also in the 90s. Haven't been as good as of late, but certainly they have been an excellent team this year. Dusan Tadic, a former Premier League player for Southampton, uh, has has come on uh, to the to this team and and really been a, a terrific player as their false nine that striker player he scored over thirty goals. Uh, Henrik Ziak is another guy that's been excellent as a right winger. He scored over twenty goals. He's a terrific playmaker. He was the man that uh, that set up the assist uh, for for uh, for Ajax. He does such a good job of you know looking over the defense and finding that ball straight into the foot of the attacking player. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of passes. They try to make the you know the, the passes ahead of the attacking player and let them run onto it. But he makes those passes that are really tough to defend, where he just puts it right on the foot of the attacker. And and obviously, if you've got enough guys in the attacking third, the defense can't have people on each side of every attacking player. So the defender, whatever side he's on, you know, Ziak has done a good job of of getting the ball to the other foot. And he, he set up a midfielder for uh, for Vanderbeek, I believe is his name. Uh, I may be butchering that, but uh, set up for the for the lone goal in that game. And, and you got to imagine, uh, you know that that puts Ajax in a great position to advance to the final. Now the the big thing for Tottenham heading into the second leg is they will have Hyunmin Son back, who is one of their best goal scorers. Uh, and and the fact that they didn't have Harry Kane, they probably won't have him for the second leg either. Uh, you know, you don't have your star striker, and then you don't have your basically your star second striker. So playing Fernando Urente in that game, I think uh, you know Mauricio Pochettino did a did a, a a good job of trying to set up that team to to go for the scoreless draw. They didn't have enough offensive firepower, so he went with a more defensive lineup. They did a reasonably good job against the high powered attack of Ajax, but conceding that one goal is huge. 
and and they're certainly with Sun in the lineup for leg two. They're going to have to score some goals, at least one, but more likely more than most likely more than that. Uh, but uh, that will be a, a fascinating second leg. I believe the second leg of that will be next Wednesday. But uh, I'll also talk about the, the the second semifinal, which took place today between Barcelona and Liverpool at the next commercial break. But we are back as uh, Portland has the basketball, leading 88-81 with 4.06 to go in the fourth. And the, the first inbounds was deflected out, and Portland will try again. Hood on the, the far sideline will get it in to Lillard. Lillard gets a screen from Aminu, takes a deep three. That rattles out, but it's rebounded by McCollum. He'll step back, left wing three, and he nails it. C.J. McCollum has been terrific, and the Blazers lead back to 10. A huge shot there. And Denver now looking like this is going to take some perfect basketball to get themselves back in this one. Murray takes a three from the left wing, gets a very friendly roll off the front of the rim, bounces off the backboard and in. A huge shot, and maybe that'll get Murray going. He still seems a little hobbled with that potential quad injury. Here's Lillard. Has the ball poked away by Millsap. He'll get it to Harris. And uh, it's going to be a foul, I believe, on Lillard to prevent the transition opportunity. A smart foul there from the Blazers star. McCollum, 8 of 18 from the field, including 3 of 7 from downtown for his 20 points. He's also got 6 assists. He's had a, a pretty solid game. And he's just had, you know, those moments where he's hit shots in very crucial moments. You know, when, when Denver felt, feels like they're, they're about to get back into the ballgame, they've got some momentum, McCollum has hit the shots to kind of stem that tide. But uh, we've got another quick timeout, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about today's game between Barcelona and Liverpool. Uh, Barcelona ended up winning it 3-0. to nil. And uh, Lionel Messi with uh, with a brace, getting a couple of goals, one on a absolutely tremendous free kick. He is, uh, you know, the the best free kick taker in the world. It's uh, without a doubt one of his best traits. Uh, he is just so so good. He, uh, you know, was quiet for good chunks of the game. I think Liverpool controlled possession for the vast majority, the, at least the middle third of the match. Uh, but uh, you know, live, or Barcelona getting a couple of goals against the run of play. I think, you know, as great as Jurgen Klopp has been as the manager of Liverpool, you know, getting them to the semifinals of the Champions League, getting them to potentially, uh, you know, they're on pace for 97 points in the Premier League, and they might still lose that, but getting 97 points in a league season is absolutely tremendous. Uh, You know, despite all of those things, Jurgen Klopp has been terrific. Uh, I had some problems with his lineup decisions in, in in this game today, and I will talk about that at the next commercial as a Jokic inbounding it to uh, to Jamal Murray. Murray will walk into the front court, guarded by Rodney Hood. He's dribbling with his left hand. Now guarded on a switch by McCollum. He'll throw it right side to Jokic. Hand off to Harris. He bulldozes his way in. Fight for the rebound. Millsap had it for a moment, has it poked away, and it'll be out of bounds. It will remain with Denver. So again, Millsap getting Denver another opportunity, although that shot did not hit rims, so the shot clock did not reset. It's 8 on the shot clock, 3.13 on the game clock. Denver trying to cut this to to five, maybe four with a three. Here's Beasley with the ball, dribbling left. Pull up from the left elbow. That one's way off the mark. Not a great shot there from Malik Beasley. A tough tough shot dribbling to his right. And it looks like we're going to have another timeout here. As uh, approaching the three-minute mark, Terry Stotts had to call it. He had three timeouts left. If you get under three and you haven't called your timeout, uh, that... uh, that timeout is basically just taken away from you, and you don't get to use it. So 
A good use of that time out there from Stotts. He can draw up a play, maybe get in his players that he wants here. Uh, but but uh, you know the the going back to the the Liverpool Barcelona match today, the the lineup decisions for Jurgen Klopp. He he went much more defensive, and in a road first leg match, I think it's so crucial to get that away goal. Like not scoring that away goal is so big because uh, you know again if Barcelona goes in the second leg and scores. Scores one, having won the first leg 3-0, Liverpool now has to score five goals. So it's it's such a daunting task if you can't get a, a, a single goal to go through in that first leg on the road. Now, of course, they did have their opportunities. Mo Salah missed a golden chance, had the ball, uh, you know, a little bit to the right of the post and, and tried to hit it in. And there was a couple of defenders that came in there, but the goalie was out of position and he, he hit the you know the 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 side post there, uh, golden opportunity missed. But he started Giorgio Wijnaldum instead of, or Jorginho Wijnaldum instead of Firmino. And uh, again, we're we're back from commercial, so I'll talk a little bit more at the next time out. Here's McCollum with the basketball, gets a screen, drives into the paint, can't finish, fight for the rebound, picked up by Millsap. Transition opportunity for the Nuggets. Murray will pull up for a right wing three. No, Malik Beasley fighting for the rebound, gets it to Murray. Murray up top to Jokic. Jokic, left wing Murray. Murray looking, finds Millsap, right wing three ball. That one's off the mark. Beasley again comes flying through, gets the offensive rebound, puts it up. No, but he draws the foul. Malik Beasley doing an excellent job. He's stationed in the corners, but a couple of times in a row there, flying in and just using his athleticism to outjump Cantor for those boards. Cantor, you know, you've got to blame him a little bit because he was just staring there watching the basketball. And a lot of times you got to box out. But that ball was halfway down to, that would have been huge if Beasley was able to convert as he misses the free throw. So uh, Beasley has really struggled as well as the whole Nuggets team from the free throw line in this one. As uh, Beasley just 3 of 8 from the free throw line. Second one is up. And that one rattles out as well. Unbelievable. Fight for the rebound and it's off what I appear to be off of Jokic. They're going to call it Denver ball. I don't think that's the correct call. I think they missed that one. It looked like it was off of Jokic. Terry Stotts and the Blazers absolutely furious over that decision. And it's not under two minutes yet, so they can't challenge or they can't review that. Here's Murray with the basketball. Gets a screen from Jokic. Driving left. Fade away from there. No good. Rebound by Lillard. Murray continues to struggle. And uh, the, the Nuggets have been down about seven for quite a while. They've had plenty of opportunities to cut into this deficit, and they just haven't been able to. It's just been a horrible offensive night for them for just about everybody. Here's Lillard dribbling left. Gets left of the lane. Gets all the way into the paint. Finds Hood wide open. Corner three. He hits it. Rodney Hood with the right corner shot. And the Blazers' lead is back to 10. The chances for the Nuggets are looking pretty gloomy at this point. Here's Millsap right wing, or right corner, excuse me, fakes the three, drives in, can't make the reverse, gets his own rebound, bullies his way under the hoop, and puts it up and in. 94 to 86, 144 to go in the fourth. Nuggets have to play perfect basketball if they want to win this or get, or get back into this ballgame. Stops and scores every possession. As McCollum at the half-court line, 
Going between his legs, guarded by Murray. Crosses over, 20-footer, off the back of the rim, no good. Fight for the rebound, Jokic taps it to himself. Finds Beasley. Beasley fakes the three on the right wing, gets under the basket, finds Jamal Murray. Fakes the left corner three, reverses it up and in on the right side. Beautiful move by Murray there. And the lead is down to six. 118 to go in the fourth. Both teams with two timeouts remaining. McCollum with the basketball, walking it into the front court. Guarded by Beasley. McCollum dribbling with his left hand, awaiting a screen from Rodney Hood, looking to get the matchup, the switch with Murray. He gets it. Now nine on the shot clock, dribbling over the left, isolating, going between the legs, crosses over, gets to the free throw line, finds a cutting Aminu along the baseline, can't finish, fight for the rebound, and it's grabbed by Harris, and it's going to be out of bounds off the Nuggets, and it will be back to Portland. But uh, because it's an offensive rebound, the shot clock is reset to 14. Of course, that was a change this season. It used to be the shot clock would go back to 24, but it's just 14 now. But, you know, the, the Nuggets, one of their enemies at this point is the time. 53.6 seconds to go in the fourth. As uh, Craig coming in for Murray on this defensive possession. As uh, Lillard will run down the clock. Five on the shot clock. Spins, gets to the free throw line. Has the ball poked away, and we've got another foul and it's going to be on Gary Harris, I believe. And again, the Nuggets can't believe it. Of course, there was that one a few minutes ago where Lillard clearly appeared to just lose the basketball and it was called a foul. Beasley stuck his hand in there that time and it looked like he got all ball. A couple of unfortunate calls going against the Nuggets. But when you reach in there in those situations, as uh, Lillard missing the first free throw... 43.5 seconds left in the ballgame. Portland hanging on to a six-point lead. Lillard will try to make it seven here. Be interesting to see if Malone goes with one of his timeouts after this free throw make. And he does. So Portland 95, Denver 88 with 43.5 to go in the fourth. But again, going back to Jurgen Klopp, starting Jorginho Wijnaldum. Oh, we've got, actually, we've got a fracas on the court. Uh, we've got a couple of, uh, you know, I think it was Enos Cantor and Gary Harris. Not sure if there was any punches or pushes, but uh, certainly a couple of guys getting right in each other's faces. Tensions running high here at the latter stages of Game 2 of this best-of-seven Western Conference semifinal series. As it looked like maybe Cantor, running backwards, ran into Craig... And then one of the Nuggets took offense to that. And they got into Cantor's face. I don't really I don't really believe that was malicious on Cantor's part. I think he uh he just wasn't I mean it was more clumsy than anything. He just wasn't looking where he was going, running back after the free throw, and uh ran into to Tory Craig, and of course with Craig and and the issues he's had with his with his nose all night that uh that little fire under his teammates, and the referees are looking at this to see if there's any sort of a, a flagrant foul or any technicals that are, are deserving to be called. And Cantor actually got pushed now that now that I'm seeing this. Looks like Jokic just shoves Cantor, and Cantor's momentum takes him in to Tory Craig. And that's I think I just I think I just read the lips of Cantor. That's what he's saying is Jokic pushed me, and uh, so yeah, I, I don't really think it's uh, it's. It's Cantor's fault at all on this. I think this might just be a whole lot of nothing. Although maybe Jokic might be assessed something for pushing Cantor there. Who knows? 
But uh, going back to Jurgen Klopp, starting Jorginho Wijnaldum at center forward instead of Firmino. You know, Firmino, uh, I'm not sure if he was dealing with some sort of a, a neck or an injury of some sort, but it, he was he was on the subs list. So if he's uh, if he's available as a substitute, he should be available as a starter. And I just don't see why he wasn't starting this ball game. Uh, the the Liverpool lineup, you know, does not have a lot of uh, attacking prowess in the midfield. You know, Naby Keita has has gotten better at that. He started to score some goals for them, but overall, uh, they they don't get a lot of goals from the midfield. They need those top three guys, Salah, Mane, and Firmino, to be out there and and producing for them, creating opportunities. And Wijnaldum, despite the fact that I thought he had a decent game, that's just not his forte. He's not, you know, although he can score goals, you know, he's not anywhere near the goal scorer and the playmaker and the creator that Firmino is. And then also Joe Gomez, you know, being a guy that at right back, playing him instead of Trent Alexander-Arnold in a game where you probably should be going for a goal. Gomez not nearly the, the delivery expert that uh, Alexander-Arnold is from the right back position. A couple of mistakes there, I think, from Klopp. As off the inbound, Denver gets it. It's Harris up top to Morris. Morris up top to Jokic. Jokic fakes the three, drives left, gets all the way to the bucket, lays it up and in with the left hand with 34.9 seconds to go. Five-point lead for the Blazers. Pressure applied by the Nuggets. And we've got a near steal. We'll see. They're going to review it. It looks like potentially Gary Harris got that off of the knee of McCullum. And they're going to review it here. And Mike Malone taking the opportunity to draw up a play. It absolutely is off the knee of McCollum. So a huge play for the Nuggets. They're going to have possession and a potential. Uh, you know, if they can get a quick bucket here, they'll have a two-for-one where they can play this out and play defense. You know, down just five, a two-point shot here gets them within a one-possession game. So a huge defensive play, and uh, that's a situation where Portland with timeouts... You know, they had two there. Might have been a good situation to try to call the timeout, get the ball to half court, and uh, make sure you get that inbounds in because a turnover there is absolutely a killer. It keeps Denver right in the ballgame. With 34.2, if they can get a shot off here in the next six seconds or less, Denver will have an opportunity to play it out and and actually just play defense as opposed to playing the foul game. But we'll see if they can uh, draw up something quick here. Beasley on the, the far sideline will try to get it in. Gets it into Morris. Morris dribbling with his left hand towards the top. Slow moving play here. Morris to Jokic. He'll fire a straightaway three. No good. Fight for the rebound. It's out of bounds. It looks like it will be uh, called Denver basketball. Portland again asking for a review here. But uh, already Denver has, uh, has screwed up the opportunity for a two for one. That play just really didn't materialize like Mike Malone expected it to. And uh, I expect this to go to Portland. I think this is off of Harris. So uh, Denver, you know, with the break there, getting the turnover, but not able to convert on the ensuing possession. Really unfortunate for the Nuggets and, and that play call. Portland doing a good job of uh, of really making it tough for Denver. I think a couple of uh, players were trying to run off screens off the ball to get open, and, and Portland did a good job of shutting all of that stuff down. And, you know, as as great as Jokic has been this postseason and this regular season, the, the one real disappointing thing from him this season compared to last is the drop in three-point shooting. 
You know, he shot around 38% last year. This year, it's more in the low 30s. He doesn't have as much confidence shooting that shot. And, and really, it's a shot that opponents like, you know, the opponents of Joel Embiid are, are pretty content with him taking. And, and Jokic, you can tell he just doesn't have as much confidence in that shot as, uh, as he did last season. Not able to convert on that one. So Portland, with another opportunity, up five. And uh, we are going to have a timeout here as they were going to inbound it on the baseline yet again. They didn't want the same situation happening with a potential turnover. So they will use, Terry Stotts will use one of their final two timeouts to advance the basketball. Again, Portland 95, Denver 90 with 24.6 to go in the ballgame. But yeah, you know, speaking again to, to Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool, the fact that Firmino was on the on the bench, you know, you, you started Joe Gomez, who is not a good player in terms of his delivery on the right side as as the as the right back, and uh, you know they they simply didn't create enough opportunities. And you know, even if you don't start Firmino, you should be bringing him on uh, with plenty of time to make an imprint on the game. And, and he brought him on, I think, around the 80th minute. Uh, just not enough time for for Firmino to to make an impact and and get that goal, that away goal that they so desperately needed. And, you know, that's what happens if you don't get that goal. Barcelona, no matter how great of a defensive team you are, no matter how well you're set up, Lionel Messi is so brilliant. Luis Suarez and and Philippe Coutinho are so brilliant that they can score despite the fact that you do just about everything right. And that free kick is a perfect example. You know, you you make a foul to to try to stop uh, a counterattack and Messi from about 26, 27 yards, hits the uh, the, the top left corner and, and it seals the most likely the advance to the finals for Barcelona. Tough break for Liverpool after playing pretty well for most of the game. Off the, uh, the inbound, the ball is inbound to the Lillard. They're chasing him around. He finally gets it to Rodney Hood, who is fouled with 17.4 seconds to go in the fourth. Denver, I think, just wanted anyone other than Damian Lillard at the free throw line. So Rodney Hood will go to the stripe to try to extend the Portland lead to seven. You got to imagine if he can get it to seven, that's probably going to be ball game. The only chance Denver has at this point is some missed free throws and some and some desperation threes. First free throw is up and good for Hood. So Portland now leading it ninety six to ninety. Evan Turner checking into the ball game for the Blazers for the, this uh, upcoming defensive possession. Denver with just one timeout left, so they may just play this one out and, and, and take it up. But again, like I said, uh, after knocking down that first, one more free throw makes it a three-possession ball game. Second one is up. That is good as well, and Denver will use their final timeout. But uh, barring an epic collapse here, it looks like Portland is going to knot up this series at one. A huge potential win on the road and uh, a game in which, you know, compared to game one, which was incredibly high scoring, this has been exactly the opposite. And uh, I think, you know, going both ways, there, there have been some nice adjustments, but but certainly I think for, for both teams, the shooting has been poor. You know, there's been a lot of good looks both ways and and especially with Denver, especially with Jamal Murray, who's just 6 of 18 and 2 of 8 from 3, he's gotten a ton of great looks. Uh, from the free throw line, the Nuggets are 16 of 26. There's 10 points in a 7-point in a game that, that they could have. Uh, you know, the Blazers, Blazers as a team shooting much better at 16 of 20. Uh, but even Portland, 9 of 29 from the 3-point line. Lillard, 
not having a great offensive game. It's it's a testament to this Portland Trailblazers team that and Lillard's leadership that he can have such an off night from the field. He's just 5 of 17, 1 of 7 from 3 for 14 points, and yet the Blazers might still be able to win this. Now, they, they've won it in large part because they've held Denver to 90 points, but it just goes to show you the, the, the type of, uh, of team and, and leader that Lillard is. Millsap inbounding out on the near sideline will get it into Beasley. Beasley will fire a left wing three. No good off the back of the rim. And Monte Morris trying to chase it down. Won't get it. And that should just about do it. As 13.1 seconds are left. And Portland will inbound it. And it looks like Denver has conceded and will let Lillard dribble it out. And this series is tied at a game apiece. As the Portland Trailblazers win it as the final score is... Portland 97, Denver 90. And like three of the four series in the Eastern Conference semifinals, we've got a series that is tied at one game apiece, the only exception being Golden State leading Houston two games to none. Again, you're listening to Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bougay. Thank you so much for for tuning in to, uh, to this game. It was really fun. It was fun to bring it to you. And uh, it was a little bit surprising in terms of how the, in terms of how the game turned out. I wasn't expecting a a real defensive affair. I just think these two teams are are high powered offenses and are you know not the greatest of defenses either. So you know Portland doing a really good job of uh, of uh, of preventing Jokic from beating them. You know Jokic in this game after absolutely dominating game one, just 16 points on 7 of 17 from the field. He did have 14 rebounds and 7 assists, but the offensive impact wasn't nearly as strong for Jokic, uh, you know, given the fact that uh, he he is an unselfish player. He makes the right pass, and his teammates, when he made the right play, just didn't knock down the shots. Uh, so looking at the final stats for the night, uh, the, the Blazers... 36 of 85 from the field for 42.4%. 9 of 29 for, from downtown for 31%. 16 of 20 from the line. They uh, finished with 47 rebounds, out re- or excuse me, getting out-rebounded by the Nuggets, 58 to 47. Uh, they had 18 assists. The Nuggets had 20. Uh, the Blazers with 5 steals. The Nuggets with 6 blocks. The Blazers had six blocks to the Nuggets, five. Turnovers, both teams doing a good job of taking care of the basketball. Portland with just ten turnovers, and the Nuggets with eight. Uh, For Denver, a a real struggle from the field, shooting 34 of 98 for just 35.1%. Six of 29 from downtown. Absolutely, you know, similar to to game one of that series against San Antonio. For most of game two, they just couldn't knock down shots. Uh, And and that's been the biggest reason why they've lost all the games that they've lost this postseason is when they've just gone absolutely cold. Again, the 16 of 26 from the line really hurt Denver as well. Uh, So, uh, you know, for their 90 points. So uh, Portland getting a huge game two win and evening the series at three. It'll be fascinating to see some of the adjustments as we move to Portland for games three and four. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by sub- subscribing to uh, to the show on iTunes. The show is Duncan Dynasty, D-U-N-K-I-N-D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. Uh, you can subscribe, and uh, and if you could give a uh, leave a rating and review 
on there as well. That'd be uh, that'd be terrific. Uh, Duncan Dynasty is also on uh, Spotify, so you can follow and uh, leave a rating and review on there as well. Uh, and uh, you know, going back and, and listening to some of my previous episodes, that's uh, that's always appreciated. I, I I would hope that you would enjoy them as well. Uh, and uh, you know, if you're if you're starving for other NBA content, of course, uh, a lot of you can check out a lot of my guests on my show. They have their own material. They have their own podcasts. You can uh, you can find some other stuff there. Uh, and of course, I'll always recommend uh, the likes of uh, Nate Duncan and Danny Larue on Dunk- Dunked On. They they do a terrific job. Really detailed. Uh, a lot of content. And uh, the low post with Zach Lowe, uh, I, uh, I I basically consume everything that, that that those three guys put out. So thanks again for for listening. So and uh, you uh, you have a good rest of your night. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.